Simulcast episode 236. Batman Wild is here. Shante Fabulous is here. Our third host pretty much is here, Jeremy. I mean, dudes, I'm pretty much moved in. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I can consider y'all family. You know, we gotta gotta get y'all on. Gotta get at least one of y'all on uh, on our show. It'll be Shanta. I understand. I'm okay with that. I have no yeah. qualms with that. Shanta is probably a better choice to be on any show than me anyway, because Shanta uh, speaks the language and understands nuance and doesn't insult <laughs> poor people and doesn't run down people in the press and knows when to shut up and doesn't drool incessantly and <laughs> I was wondering how long you could keep going with a, with a straight face <laughs> I was trying I was trying hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on, hold on. <clears throat> and it's not a bed wetter Shantae is a people person people like her for real not just to her face Shantae understands that sometimes you have to agree to disagree Shantae doesn't fight the power Shantae understands that sometimes just sometimes she's not right Shantae I can't do it wow wow Hold on, wait, where did this from? <laughs> oh, God. I don't know any of those things. So I can never be on your show. I'm always right. The, I mean... Always. The the, the the mere fact that that Classic and Dan allow my country ass to give opinions, I mean, I think you're fine, Rashani. I think I'm fine, too, and so does my wife. I see what you did. Wow. See, thank you, thank you. Bowser chicka bow wow wow oh man so um should we start early no you know what we have to do this even though most of the folks know you by now some don't go ahead and tell them something about yourself tell them something about the show the floor is yours Shante I'm just kidding oh me no I'm just saying I for it. Well, uh, for those of y'all that don't know me, I am Jeremy, aka Black Dante on Twitter, aka Confucius, um, aka Issa Durag, aka Remy High, aka Don't At Me If You Ugly. You can find my show Crown of Collars on the CSPN with my co-host Dan. Um, 
we have been best described as li- like listening to a catfish dinner. And we try to be us. The motto of our show is be aware, but laugh. Uh, stay woke, but take naps in between. And uh, be a greater hoe and not a hater hoe. And um, that's pretty much it. Um, I am happy to be here. Uh, like I said, Rashani and Shante are basically family to me. Um, and Dan. And, you know, it's always a pleasure getting up with y'all. Dan, 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 Dan be getting checks. So <laughs> Dan can't be doing um, as many guest appearances as I can because that boy be getting checks. So uh, we're just out here. And um, if you don't listen already, give us a listen. Give us reviews and stuff on iTunes. And, um uh, Tweet us on what you like about the show and yeah, shout with our sponsors and keep us free so you won't have to pay to listen to me sound like um um a bunch of uh, sheet metal. Yeah, that's about it. See, the other thing is Shantae knows when not to jump in. Shantae knows that sometimes she just should just listen. Shantae doesn't try and undermine your words by saying other things right afterwards. Shantae knows the whole alphabet. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, nowhere in here you're going to get that one out with a straight face. Nowhere in here. (laughs) It's so hard. It really is. Okay. Okay. Um, now going forward, uh, Jeremy, we're not going to have you promote your show because, like I said, by the third time, folks should know you. And yeah, at this juncture, if they don't know by now, they slipping. Um, let me see. You can check us out on singlesimulcast.com, which is still the movement. You can check us out on Facebook. Uh, you can check us out on iTunes and Pot- not Podomatic. I, I might. I might. I don't know. I think about it sometimes. Me and Podomatic, we had our moments, but every so often I just wonder, you know, get that wistful feeling. Um, and... Let's see, there were other places. Uh, Stitcher. Stitcher, that was it. Yeah. Share us with your friends, they'll appreciate it. Uh, share it with your enemies, they'll appreciate it. And if they don't, that's why you guys are enemies, so any way it goes. Um, they won't. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, 916-572-9016 is the voicemail number. Uh, single simulcast at gmail.com is the um, email address and I think that's it I think uh, cha, 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 cha. I'm really thinking right now but yeah I think that's it oh yeah no we have shirts um, the shirts are available at teespring.com backslash single simulcast uh, the most recent shirt that came out was uh introverts unite so we can all ignore one another um and let me see we still have the uh uh old shirts up check them out um and if you just want to pay us like 
we take one-time payments. We take five-time payments. We take payments. Uh, PayPal.me backslash single simulcast. Um, now, with that said, let's get to it. Rachel Dolezal has changed her name. I think we should start from the very beginning of this conversation because uh, Shante is going to take time out to load up the right things to say. Shante is gracious to those she hates. Shante doesn't try to tear down anybody. Shante knows how to talk to the white people. Shante realizes that I does come before E except after C except when making up words like crackier. Shante does not call white people cracker. Shante saw Get Out and did not laugh. Oh. <laughs> I haven't seen Get Out. So. I did. I laughed my black behind off. White people walked out of the movie. It was the best. I'm not surprised. Oh, they walked out when you saw it? They walked out. Look, we saw it on opening night and it turned into the true black experience. We were all talking to the screen. White folks walked out <laughs> almost immediately. They knew what was up. Get Out is the new age black version of the Rocky Horror Picture Show because everybody was talking. Yeah, I'm shocked somebody didn't open up their purse and pull out a foil-wrapped uh, thing of fried chicken and just start passing it around. It was lit. It was... I, so... It was better than I thought it was going to be. Um, Because I... Look... Key and Peel and them niggas, they ain't necessarily my cup of tea. Oh, I feel you. So I I had my reservations go, about it going in because it's them. I feel that too. But I gotta admit that was an excellent film. Like it, it's it's better than what I thought it was gonna be, and it's not what. It, it's what I thought it was going to be, but then not what I thought it was going to be, if that makes sense. Because, honestly, the 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 real, not the real hang-up, because like I said, I don't really rock with them. But my biggest, like, gripe when I initially heard, heard about the film um, was basically, like, we going to see a nigga get tortured by white people. And... I wasn't necessarily with that at the time, but because I think I thought it was just going to be like, okay, a nigga gets tortured by a bunch of white people with no real like plot. You know, I thought it was just going to be like maybe like go like go upon for like racist white folks. But that shit was well, well written and well executed. And that if if you haven't seen it, I would say go see it. Like I might, I'm supposed to be getting up with some friends tomorrow. We might go see it again because the shit is that good. And I had the experience of watching it. I was, we were around white people when I saw it, but it was mostly black people. It was a black theater. I mean, here in fucking Atlanta. Um, and the few white people that did watch it with us, either they were uncomfortable to the point of not being noticeable or they were just they they were woke woke white folks and and was just letting us black folks have that moment of laughing and talking to the screen and shit and silently going 
I see what black folks be talking about. You know, it's even one of the two. See, I feel that. Although the white folks and ours were not like that at all. I'm not going to spoil anything in this entire movie. All I'm going to say is that we went into the movie theater and it was packed. By the time the lights came on, it was about halfway to a quarter of the way empty. I haven't seen that many white people get up and walk out of a movie since Dr. Manhattan showed his 12-story long dingling in The Watchmen. They got up in the beginning of the movie. They got up in the middle of the movie. And they dang sure got up at the end of the movie. And I would like to say that I have never been to a theater where black folks were so emboldened to talk to the screen and there wasn't nothing white folks could do about it. They did the the, the silent turnaround stare thing that they do and black folks, y'all all know what I'm talking about, they did the silent stare where they just look at you like with a piercing look Right. They, they look like did an the, librarian. They did the shoulder shift where they move around so then you know somebody's in front of you. They did the deep long suffering. <sighs> so then you would know that they are agitated by your actions and they want you to know how they feel. But look, nigga, when I say I'm thirsty, I don't want you to bring me water. I want you to sit back and talk to me about being dry-mouthed. I want you to say that you too understand dry-mouthedness. And we came into that movie theater thirsty in that bitch, and we walked out fully quenched. And then white folks came out with dry mouths. And there was one person who said, I don't think we're supposed to be here right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> like they were really thinking about leaving. They openly discussed leaving and coming back from the matinee when it's gonna be quieter then. Like white people are so adorable. Oh my goodness. It was the best. The movie had so many things that it it's a black version like I said, not only is it the black version of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, it is really 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 the black version of the sixth sense because once you that's see good, the ending once you answer. see the 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 end i'm not going to spoil anything i'm trying my hardest not to say anything but once you see it you have to go back so you can see everything that you missed yeah you have to when you see the end you have to go back and look at it so you can understand it, it, it it's a mindfuck i'll say that it's definitely a mindful. Especially if you didn't pay attention and you were so busy laughing. Son but it's bitch. it's definitely a mindful. Son of, oh, okay. This one's good. Okay, never mind. Whew. Got scared, got mad, got sad, got okay. Um it all happened at once. The whole gamut. I ran it. Damn it, Janet. I love you. Nobody? Okay, fine. I'm the only person, the only black person. Oh, no, that was, I, no, I got it. That was great Rocky Horror saying, I caught it. I caught it. Shantae understands nuance and segues. <laughs> Shantae will save somebody when they're drowning. Shantae doesn't just sit back quietly and let you flounder. You know what, Shantae? It's just dawned on me. I'm goofus. 
and you're Galleon. <laughs> That's what this is. We are the goofus and Galleon of podcasting right now because <laughs> everything that you do, I would do the exact opposite. I would have just sat there quietly. Maybe play some crickets in the background. Been petty. Real petty. Oh, the petty. Matter of fact, let me get this petty out before uh, I drown. Uh, so, Rachel Dolezal is reportedly unable to find work and lives off public assistance these days. Uh, she is quoted by saying, I'm not going to stoop and apologize and grovel and feel bad about it, uh, she told The Guardian. I would just be going back to when I was little and had to be what everyone else told me I should be to make them happy, end quote. Dolezal told the outlet that she now relies on food stamps to feed her family, and next month she expects to be homeless. Me, me, me. You know, I shouldn't do the me, me, me thing. That's the petty part of me. Shantae would empathize with somebody that she truly and clearly hated because they might have kids. <laughs> Rashawn oh, stomps man. on. Me, me, me. The former head oh. of the NAACP who was white, they, they don't put that last part. I just thought that needed to be added again in case you forgot like the Roy Jones song. Y'all must have forgot she was white. That's the whole song. The whole <laughs> song goes like this. Y'all must have forgot. Remember when you saw her in that little twilight and realized that she was white? That's the whole song. Um, the former head of the NAACP. <laughs> Oh, man. You know what the NAACP should have stood for in her case? Not all assholes can participate. <laughs> in Washington State, resigned in June 2015 when her white parents revealed that she was not black. Like, where's the question? Anyhow, over that brouhaha, the 39-year-old lost her job as a professor, and she claims that she hasn't been able to find work since. Although she did tell Vanity Fair... I'm going to pause for four seconds of cultural appropriation. <laughs> Though she did tell Vanity Fair that she braided hair on the side to make ends meet. Nigga, this... <laughs> Dolezal says that she has applied for more than 100 jobs but has gotten goose eggs on all of them. She also says that she has legally changed her name on all documents, but is still recognized and laughed at wherever she goes. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let me switch over to this other story. Rachel mm -hmm. Dolezal has changed her name to... I was, waiting. Hmm? I was waiting for you to get here. I was waiting on it. To Nikechi Amari Diallo. <laughs> like... Okay. I got nothing. I don't even know why. You got nothing, you got nothing I mean, it's just... Well, for one, I've been seeing on the timeline that the name that she's taken is actually a name that's of another prominent black woman. So it's just like, I, of course, I have no idea who this woman is, but other people on the timeline know who this woman is, and they're even more offended that she picked this name like how dare you pick this name and do this so i, can I, just tuck I mean this, this little sad. bit of petty into the corner yeah. of the bed real quick like the tooth fairy can i just stop him real quick and sprinkle some petty and then just walk back out um she's uh applied for more than 100 jobs but has gotten goose eggs on all of them welcome 
Welcome right. to what happens when you have an ethnic sounding name. Right. Welcome welcome to Nigadon. They don't know that you're Rachel Dolezal when they read that uh that paper. They don't. And uh we sound white on the phone too, so that ain't gonna help you out either. <laughs> I bet you tried it. Um <laughs> you, 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 know what, you know what? You know what? Like I the most hilarious part about this is to me it's not even her going on through hard times, which I mean it's funny as fuck and I'm gonna laugh my ass off because ha <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because welcome to nigga though. But the most hilarious part about this shit to me is that she really trying to be black because she went full Arkwright. Like she, the name change, she went full. Like her and Nick Cannon gonna come out with a goddamn thesis about black genocide, nigga. Like that shit, that shit. Nick Cannon and that Aunt Jemima head wrap that he got on, bro. That motherfucker. That you know, um, the dude. I can't remember his real name, but he's the actor that played um Chris on the Jamie Foxx show. He was in um. Don't be a menace with the uh, with the Wayans brothers. The dude, the African dude that was that uh that hated white men but was fucking white women. Mm-hmm. Nick Cannon is that dude, right? Get his real name, but I forget his real. I know you're talking about. I'm gonna yeah, teach them what they've been doing to us for 400 years. What's that? Fuck him, fucking them. Yes, that <laughs> Nick Cannon has turned into that nigga, and like. With Dolazal, that shit like it it makes sense because the main motherfuckers that was saying that well I mean shit she doing she doing more more for the black community than, than these black feminists the main motherfuckers that was saying that shit and caping for her when the story first came out was the Arkwright so it makes perfect fucking sense and, and that it she also it also makes perfect fucking sense and now they're completely ignoring this story because now that she has a black name and she's calling herself a black woman and she's living that black life according to her these black men don't want to fuck with her they just want to talk bad about her and kick her when she's down or not that too and like they the only reason those motherfuckers cake for her ass is because and it's a pattern um, it's the, the shit, the shit with the uh, with George Lopez. Like whenever something annoys or bothers black women, um, and especially on Twitter, whenever something, whenever black women have the gall to be annoyed by something, excuse me, sir, excuse me, sir, you meant to say the temerity, the, the fucking temerity. The, whenever black women have the temerity to be annoyed by something or be offended by something or something what something bad happens where well, black women have the, every right to be upset here go niggas saying oh it ain't that bad or caping for whoever made the offense like fucking George Lopez or in this case um, um, Scamola's all like the shit it never fails the playbook never fails it gets a it's like it's like um, playing Madden and fucking you having a linebacker on fucking Julio Jones like it's a touchdown every fucking time it never fucking fails that's the truth and it's either if we're if we're happy or if we're upset here come these niggas trying to to rain on it, to 
say it ain't that bad or say it ain't that good or say it ain't all that or whatever the fuck. So, yeah, I don't know. Rachel Dolezal, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate that her economic situation is what it is, and that's all I got. If you're happy and you know it, you're a bitch. <laughs> That is the on right song right there. Um, <clears throat> she says that the only job offers she's received are for reality television and porn. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Wait. Run that back. Run that back. She says that the only job offers she's received are for reality television and porn. First of all, who the fuck is 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 thinking, you know what? We need Rachel Dolas all porn. Who the fuck? What kind of goddamn future serial killer ass? <laughs> Well, here's where, here's where I'm at. I need the receipts. I need the receipts. Here's where I'm at. That's what I was going to say. She hasn't shown any proof of any of this. And I honestly feel like she feels like reality television and or porn are the logical next steps for black women. Like, I feel like she's making this up because I've read stuff today that shows that she lies about stuff frequently. I feel like she's trying to garner some sort of sympathy. Um, it's insulting to me that the way that she feels like she's going to garner sympathy is by slut shaming uh, sex workers. The only thing that I've been offered is porn or reality television, both of which are ratchet and are looked down upon by any smart person in the community. That's what I feel like she's doing, yeah. honestly. And it yeah, irritates I, I, me. I can definitely see that. I can definitely see that because it's like, um, you know, it, it almost it comes off as like she's saying that's beneath her. It's like, yeah, like you're not you're not saying that to like make a point about your own your own struggle. It yeah, it's like you said, Rashawn. It basically comes off as like you're trying to slut shame like that's beneath you you know what i mean look like how people. far i've fallen they want me to do porn in reality television right i don't know if she was smart she would do the reality television because i mean hey, i mean she was smart hey real talk real talk because it's a market it. for it i've seen a lot less talented actors <laughs> Yes. This woman I'm, has a resume that spans back at least 33 years of acting. Solid acting. One role, 33 years. She could do reality television. I just want to see somebody run up on her like she's a Nazi and punch her. Honestly. I think all, that... I, I think that honestly... She has done way too much to completely uh, negate the insights, input, and uh, gifts that black women have brought 
to society. I think that she has uh, stolen a lot of the opportunities that black women should have gotten, including this book that, according to her, was turned down by 30 publishing houses. Nigga, 30. Three zero. I've tried to get published. I can tell you that she didn't get turned out by no 30 publishing houses. Worst come to worst, she could have ran her own book on Amazon. I know five niggas that are published right now off Twitter. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me that you got turned down by 30 publishing houses when you're well known for lying and for trying to be something you're not? White folks loved her. Don't front. It's just that here's what happened. She was literally the prodigal daughter. She walked back to White Town with her hands held high and her head down. And white folks embraced her. She then published that book and ran right the fuck back off to try and integrate herself with black folks. That's what I'm thinking. Period. I'm thinking that she came in, got that book, and then went right back out trying to find her way into a place where nobody wants her. Damn, I'm getting a gang of messages right now. That means I must be on point. That means I'm hitting it. Doing it and doing it and doing it well. The narrative was that I offended both communities in an unforgivable way, so anyone who gave me a dime will be contributing to right and to wrong and oppression and bad things. What the fuck? The narrative was that I offended both communities in an unforgivable way, so anyone who gave me a dime will be contributing to wrong and oppression and bad things. To a liar and a fraud and a con. Right now, the only place I feel understood and completely accepted is with my kids and my sister. Yet and still, Dolezal says she's never going back to the white side of town. This, when you see Get Out. When you see Get Out and you see how the white folks just knew. They just knew that they belonged. No matter where they were. I guarantee this is what they were thinking of. I got a headache now. And I haven't even gotten to her book yet. No, this is still home to me. Dolezal said, I don't feel or I didn't feel like I'm ever going to be hurt so much that I somehow leave who I am because I'm me. It really is who I am. It's not a choice. <laughs> oh, because oh. oh, see what that sounds like is when, you know, an LGBT person is speaking of, of themselves and they're saying that it's not a choice you know so it's like she's mm-hmm. almost in, evoking that sentiment you know it's a familiar sentiment I think if you rock with LGBTQ people 
you've heard that sentiment before so when you hear it it's just like yeah it's not of course it's not my choice but then it's like here she is saying it and it's just like but you're white you're a white lady who pretended to be black who people thought was black only to find out wasn't black and rang with it you know when people were just like but hey you're white like no 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 I'm, I'm a black woman you know just mm -mm, nah and actually no. somebody on uh, the route which is you know the black news website pretty much more or less to me it's where I get a lot of stories and information from um a commenter said, I'm still scratching my head at how people can identify as a different gender, but cannot identify as a different race. So these comments have already started up. Yeah, so we'll start it back up because that was the whole thing. Because remember, she, this story broke um, initially, I think, right if not right at the same time or at least in the same ballpark as when um, Caitlyn Jenner first uh, announced her uh, her transition uh, from from obviously from Bruce to Caitlyn. This was around the same time and uh, most of most if not all of the defenses of Rachel Scamazal was that you know well y'all y'all or how, or how come Kate, or how come Bruce can become a woman, but the race dollars all can't be black? And race and gender identity and fluidity aren't necessarily the same. Um, obviously, I can't speak as greatly on it as an actual LGBTQ person, an actual transgender person. But what I can say is from my you know, and I don't know everything, but I do know this. When I take my black ass outside, I'm a black man. I'm a black man in America. Rashana, when you take, when you go outside, you are a black man in America. Shante, well, actually, I'm more of a uh, burnt sienna. Sir. I mean, you got red undertones. Yeah. You got red undertones. My yeah. mother's mother's <laughs> mother's best friend was white. Twice removed. Why Behind closed doors, of course. They couldn't be friends in public because... <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, I, right. But, yeah, so, like, look. Listen. Gender identity and sexual fluidity aren't necessarily the same. You know, I know people want them to be... It's like... It's like it's like when it's like talking about racism and sexism, you know, as as institutions, you know what I mean, like as institutional problems. 
they're not exactly the same. Um, they're similar, but there are differences and nuances that don't necessarily make them the same. You know what I mean? Um, like, and I'm trying to give the best answer I can, but knowing that I'm not LGBTQ, I can't necessarily speak on it, but at least at, at, at great depth, I can't speak on it, but gender someone being trans is like hey I was assigned this gender at birth it does not reflect with who I am on the inside it does not reflect my heart and I would I would prefer and I want to live my life in my truth as this identity as opposed to the one I got assigned with at birth race that's some shit that sticks with you forever. In the words of Queen Carter B, it sticks with you forever. Um, and it's also bloistered by the fact that race is a social construct and it's also racism is also a systematic form of oppression bloistered by race which was created by white people. So the two ain't necessarily is 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 very much an apples and oranges comparison, which people really just do the mental gymnastics, at least on Rachel um Lie More Than Yandy from Love and Hip Hop Olazal to like cake for her trying to, be, to pretend to be black. Because here's the thing, like trans women aren't pretending to be women or or it, they're not pretending to be cisgendered women they they are living their lives as women as trans women like it's not like they're trying to imitate or live their lives as or fool anybody as cisgendered women they're like hey I'm a woman and I'm a trans woman this is who I am I'm living my life just like you are living your straight ass life that you identify as a straight ass cisgendered ass um, ass person which is fine um, you can't do that with race I'm sorry like you can't you can't you can't you can't step you can't be white and then step into blackness and then because that's the thing that's the thing that's kind of that's pretty much the difference like being a being transgender like first of all just the sheer level of oppression that comes with being a transgender person you really think that like they they trying to like hop in and out of like being trans or cisgender like that that don't even make sense you know what I mean (laughs) like it don't even like it don't even make sense which like it stop it um and like you can't jump in and out of blackness um and whiteness because you know once you try to assume like it's like Paul Moon said everybody want to be a nigga but don't nobody want to be a nigga like everybody want to be black when it's fun and niggas is dancing and we got all the cool slang and lingo and all this that and the third but when the cops are fucking stopping you <laughs> because of the fucking color of your skin and potentially 
shooting you or in and if you're a black woman potentially shooting you and or sexually assaulting you and lord if you're trans oh like if you're a, a black trans person shooting you killing you assaulting you um burying your identity uh misgendering you in death like stop it <laughs> stop google is free <laughs> google is fucking free you do not have to be loud and wrong all the goddamn time uh, I'm gonna shut up. Oh. I think I talked down all over that <laughs> shit, so I apologize. I'm gonna mute myself. But, uh, one of the things that I think is messed up when people were trying to bring up uh, trans people, you know, like oh, well, you know, it's bringing up Caitlyn Jenner, like oh, Caitlyn Jenner can go do this, then how come Rachel Dolezal can't do that? It's probably people who are transphobic and homophobic using Caitlyn Jenner as a weapon against uh, black women who are offended by the fact that Caitlyn Jenner is, I mean, who are offended that Rachel Dolezal is doing what she's doing but, you know, those same people who are using Caitlyn Jenner as a weapon aren't necessarily going up for other trans people you know, and that's the problem with a lot of these things that whenever Black women are concerned about something, are offended, don't like something. You get somebody bringing up something, trying to compare it, but any other time they don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, black women will be talking about sexual assault or talking about uh, young girls being sexually assaulted. And then here comes a man saying, well, what about the boys? And it's just like, but we were talking about the girls. It's like, you don't want to talk to me like, you know, the women who are talking about sexual assault or talking about whatever's happening in that situation understands that it happens to other people, but they're focused on this group of people. But here you come bringing up these other group of people, but you never talk about it until black women are talking about what they want to talk about. So that's, that's you know, that's whack to bring up Caitlyn Jenner, to bring up trans people as a way to invalidate concerns of other people when Rachel Dolezal doesn't need defending she didn't need defending that's what was so that's what's so messed up about it she doesn't need defending in this type of situation she lied she lied and she pretended to be something that she wasn't and it's okay for people to be upset and to feel angry that she was able to to have you know an academic job you know she was working you know at a university she had a job that a black woman could have had you know because they thought they probably thought she was a black woman but she's running around it's just I don't like that woman I don't like that and I don't rock with people who defend her at the expense of uh other black women. Real quick, um, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, as far as like the people using other people as a weapon, um, you brought up on male victims. Um, that shit infuriates me. Like 
visceral, like it visceral, viscerally triggers a reaction in me being a male victim myself. That shit makes me want to fight. Because like you said, said Shantae, those people don't give a rat's ass about us, about male victims, any other motherfucking time unless they want to use it to try to win a fucking woke off with people who talk about women victims or girl victims of assault and things of this nature. They don't give a fuck about us any other fucking time unless it's time for them to try to play some sick ass hypocrisy playoffs type shit usually with feminists usually with, with black feminists like don't those motherfuckers they like when I see the shit it literally makes me want to fight because being a victim myself my life my experience is not your fu- I'm not a fucking pawn in your hypocrisy playoffs that you want to play with feminists that you that you hate because they have the gall to fight for equality which you, that your dusty ass don't fight for you know what I mean like these motherfuckers have all the shit to say about feminists and how they hate men and how they're hypocrites and how they 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 hate black men and all this that in the fucking third but when it comes to fighting for some goddamn equality they are fucking silent unless it's time to like use people use people like male victims of assault and shit as some kind of sick fucking hypocrisy playoff guinea pigs like someone's trauma is not your fucking talking point because you don't like somebody that has the fucking nerve to fight for some shit that you don't that that you wouldn't take time out of your dusty ass life to fight for that shit it triggers and infuriates me to no fucking end and it's part of the reason why I lo- low key I know it's not really a thing because it's basically like reverse racism but it's part of the reason why low key I'm a misandrist myself because men are we are in general, we're so fucking infuriated that it's like, how are you blind to this? How are you blind to when when women say, well, I mean, some of y'all are cool, but in general, men are trash, and you see shit like this, like people do shit like this, how are you fucking blind to it? How are you fucking blind to other men using other men that are, are the unfortunate victims of assault as fucking hypocrisy pawning guinea pigs and then have the nerve to get offended when people say, well, men are trash. How fucking dare you? I'm sorry, I had to go off on that tension. I'm sorry. See, that's what Rashani does. Shantae <laughs> would have jumped in there somewhere. To break up that silence, I ain't Shante. Fat Man Wild, spin the beats, this single simulcast.
Uh, ain't no doubt about it, shit is coming And I'm just praying that Lil Dicky love it Always told myself that this the type of shit I wanted I was being honest, even made a promise Not with anybody else, this was in the conscience Talking to my fucking self, that's a little bonkers I know, I still got a lot of shit to conquer I hope, that ain't even my concern though You know I'll be working till I get what I deserve Whatever totems I can personally, you know I'ma earn those This ain't even about some shit up on a checklist This about the fact that I'm about to test this I'm about to figure out what my best is I can't avoid it because now your boy invested And I ain't got a choice except to smile and accept it Pretty reckless Pretty restless cause I've lived my life expecting love to come the second my attempt was done And yeah I guess to some extent I was correct because I'm getting buzzed But now I'm about to be ubiquitous Look it up, yeah, or that's at least what I'm assuming But as alluded to, reality is looming And now your dude about to make a move and take the truth And hope to God that when he threw that what he thought about is proven But honestly, I'm not afraid that it's delusion I'm hot enough to where I know it's not illusion But obviously, I've been finding this confusing This ain't even close to what I thought I would be doing Don't get me wrong, I was born to be big But I always figured it would be the comedy thing So I started rapping just to see what drama it brings But big dogs from sitcoms would holler at me And as the time passed, I rhymed fast, the lines crashed it was high class as I master my craft and goddamn who'd have thought it get like this back in 2010 music wouldn't make that list I'm talking top five to ten strengths with no wings I would not lie my pen dry with no ink or that's at least what I thought till I clawed and scratched the pen till I saw a line draw then I could have let bygones be bygones but I really wanted to rhyme till my line drawn like where the fuck is my peak at? Not brown, but I make it pop, then I beat that. Not crown yet, but I don't think I decreed that. Not loud, but you know I'm ready to tweet that. I just really hope I'm ready to be that. Now you seeing where D's at? Cause even though I'm softer than the tissue, I ain't nothing to sneeze at. I'm smarter, where the fuck your degrees at? And I ain't harder, but I'm hotter, homie, where the fuck your degrees at? I'm about to come in and desaturate the sheet rap today and evaporate the feedback I hate, I elaborate. At a later date But I'm getting off the point with the player hate What the fuck was I saying? Ah, uh, yeah, I'm kind of a slave to my ambition I ain't quitting till my shit is appraised And I admit it, I predicted where I finish is crazy But that just means that it's further away So, bird about to work until he turn in his grave It's really burdensome when earning something's fun for the day But I'm concerned about the burning out from up in the stakes I'm always up in the stakes I'm taking dinner meetings in New York Always up for the stakes We exploring the discussion the great They assuring me that when I'm more elite I'll be secure and amazed But this isn't insecurity, man Like, this the opposite of that Confidence effect My biggest problem is I can't honestly relax Because inside of me a damn odyssey and acts And I made a promise that I can't be the body to stop And I think I need a lobotomy Little dicky to prophecy Little bit of anomaly Not a commodity Not a facade or a lot of the comedy Prodigies commonly brought up with dicky Feeling weird, let me think of an analogy Just imagine for a second, what if Russell Westbrook never knew his own mentality Grew up on a farm where the biggest commonality Was people that conformed to the ruralist localities To Russell though, it was nothing but normality And he really nice up on the plow in actuality Everybody liked the kid and dug his personality And so the mutuality was somewhat rationality So then your man made a plan of practicality Not even a plan, it was more of a formality Get a little lamb, then attend to his vitality Then raise a little fan Till it all became finality The strategy was just to stay in the course And do your chores When you're happy, you ain't need to abort Never explored nothing Unless he roll around on his horse 
Then one day he was up on his horse That's when he went past the porch The path he normally passes forth Was fast and short Was after more Went faster north The master lord The master more And then discovered the court He like, yeah Let me down, Tim Hopped off looking puzzled at the round rim Saw a ball up in the corner on the ground Then Russell started dribbling and giggling Astounded Then he shot a brick and then a brick and then he downed it And when he hit it Russell listened to the fucking sound frick Shouldn't have been a swish make And he was confounded because he knew that he had found him But right now it was still for the fun Just a way to kill the time when the farming was done Then the walking turned to running And the hopping turned to jumping and dunking And Russell had to keep coming Because the youngin' was fucking disgusting And loving and running it all of a sudden The public started to come in abundance And fuck with him cause he was butter hungry, hungry, cut stories, a glory Not normally for people like him Then the word got around up to ESPN And they flying Russell down to compete in the gym Bunch of grown men looking to belittle the kid Because the those men ball was the reason to live And the goats they been all in since they was kids So this goat on the motherfucker look like a dick And even though Russell knows that he doesn't submit He just chills with a grin And then the game start and this motherfucker take charge Make it rain hard D up on these bitches making children of men Looking better than his predecessors ever could get Turn the animosity to respect And then the thunder called him Said they heard a lot about the ballin' Told him that they wanna get involved And showed them all the shit that you can get up in the league is so appalling Oklahoma City in the autumn Hella pretty awesome Everybody laud him Every bitty looking like they really fucking fallin' Condominium is so legitimate it's sprawling. And this motherfucker on the court straight ballin' Cash all up in that ass Lollin' at the past like Where the fuck would I be at up on the other path right If I never stumble upon the game and think of that life Shit who taking care of my farm? Who taking care of my farm? Who taking care of my farm? I really love that farm. Cake, 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 cake. 500 million, now that's a pound cake. According to Jay-Z and Drake. But greatness ain't about cake. This is Seymour Sonicast. My daddy was shot. Peace. Yeah, I'm afraid, like I'm scared as a dog, but I've got a new song, and I want y'all to sing alone. Sing alone. See, this is the way that we walk on the sunny day when it's raining inside and you're.
but not behind that you see what you find. I called a sucker dying cause he thought it could rhyme. Now if his mama is a quarter daughter, must be a dime. I got a meter. Don't take no shots, I don't use a reaper. Asian, I don't even play the radio neither. Only if I need to know the sports or the weather. I'm a cool type of brother, but yep, your head I suffer from the neck. See, ain't nothing changed. Hit the stage. Set a date, sucker. In battle, we can engage. I'll slice you, wipe you, marry you, divorce you, throw the Porsche at you. It's what I'm forced to do with my back against the wall. Crack his back, y'all. No, it ain't went nowhere like heavy hair with style and jail in it. Throw a curl in it. Thread that nappy shit up. Throw a shell in it. Whatever floats your boat, I find your lost remote. And this is for them niggas working at the airport who got laid off. I take my shades off. If you look straight in my eyes, you still might see your disguise. Because I'm whole, whole Pitch off like a brand new house. I'm rolling my stones, gather no mouth. Mommy, I'm coming. I hope you get off. I rock your own book like a leader and talk. Back, back, forth, forth. Get that cellar on course, course. Make that track of corpse, corpse. Rap, roll, utterly rock with my mouth to the mic and my hand on my cock. Cadillac, outcast, this won't stop. My stomach, cause my tummy kinda aches like a junkie going to draw fresh up off the plate. Wait, back to the enemy of the state is the Republicans or Democratic candidate. Debate, not even the black box holds the fate. Clueless like Shay and Scooby before commercial rate. Hey, extreme prejudice, Mr. Smith, this. If you want to, you can dub it to your hit list. I know you're going to. We in this replenish your musical wish list. When it comes to this music, we stay relentless. Pursuing all that's pursuable. Doing God, getting all things that are doable. The only liable limitation is yourself, Dre. Set it on the right and I'll set it on the left. Cause Hey, boo, but hey, nigga.
Hey, nigga. What's up, nigga? Niggas. Howdy. I was just trying to be neighborly, nigga. I'm... <laughs> the neighborly nigga. Fairly <laughs> unto Also known as... Hey, actually, for real, for real, there is a neighborly nigga, and his name is Big Rick. See? But every neighborhood yeah. has that one dude. Maybe not your neighborhood, Shantae. I, I don't really know what they have in Oklahoma, to be completely honest with you. But I know that where I'm at and Corn? where you're at, Rick, and where you're at, Jeremy, every neighborhood has that one dude who is famous for doing something that has absolutely nothing to do with nothing else. Like here, we had Jogging Larry. Jogging Larry would jog down the streets and shadow box. Like Rocky? Yes. Rocky. He, would, he never fought anybody. He would just jog down the streets and shadow box. His name was Jogging Larry. Hey. Every hood has one nigga who's famous for not doing nothing that should have made him famous. Oh, yeah. That's Carl right there. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Oh, damn. Nah, you know, I was talking about my pops because this nigga, like, all right, so you know how. When it come to when it come to street harassment, niggas be like, "Man, it's just high, right?" Yeah. And they don't say hi to everybody. No, this nigga say hi to everybody on the block that walk past. He be outside having a cigarette or shit or, or smoking a J. He be like, "How you doing, young man? How you doing, young? How you doing, kids? How you doing, ma'am? How you doing, young men?" See, I'm like, nigga, shut. The rule like, is, damn, you really if do you speak can't to think everybody. Of who the person in your neighborhood is, then it's probably you. But in your case, it's your daddy. Yeah, yeah, that's that nigga. That's all he's, he just, he be outside, um, don't matter what time, just, hey, how you doing? <laughs> well, I mean, it right? only works to in everybody. certain neighborhoods. Cause yeah, that nigga, for that nigga, it really is just high. I don't, let, I don't understand. Let a nigga be standing outside <laughs> in Shantae's neighborhood at nine o'clock talking about, hi, how you doing? <laughs> I mean, he's doing it in South Central, so. She's doing it in Oklahoma. Uh, well, oh, yeah. never mind. You know what this sounds like? This is like, this is, I feel like this is like, is, are there black people in Oklahoma moment? And there are black people in Oklahoma. There's there a couple. Uh, there are. Hold on. No, because what, cause what, you, what you guys are making me think you? of, like, there was, like, I knew of a man named Flirty McGurdy. And so, flirty McGurdy. <laughs> now, I was not old enough to come in contact with this man. This was like people that my older cousins knew of, but they would like ding dong ditch at his house because he would like, I, I guess maybe he would like try to flirt with the young girls or something. That's why they called him Flirty McGurdy. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. That's, like, that's, that's whip your yeah, the creep, head the creeper on sixty third. Yeah, that's, He's that's locked up now. Yeah, that's textbook on creepy nigga named. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flirty McGurdy, yeah. that's whip your dick out, Ed. He's he's <laughs> on run sixty uh, third. He's locked up. Yeah. No, and there's other people, but I can't. But I'm not gonna say their name out loud. So you I'm know, gonna, I'm gonna keep them them niggas who life. drive the ice cream truck and never have no ice cream in it. 
Hey, 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 nigga, hold up. First and foremost, right? it is acceptable to have an ice cream truck and not have ice cream, provided you got donuts, my nigga. Or, 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 <laughs> a, or, hey, this or, is real hood up. shit. Hold up, real nigga shit. Or, the cups with the frozen Kool-Aid in it, or, nachos mm-hmm. in an ice cream truck, mm-hmm. or, or the Frito, chili Fritos, nigga, quit playing, chili man. Fritos. Chili cheese Fritos. I feel that. But this guy, he wasn't... Now that I think about it in hindsight, the dude in our neighborhood probably was a creeper because he wouldn't even sell the ice cream. He just passed it out to the kids. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he would always creepy. tell us that he had nice. more. Generous. But he's a generous creep, though. He had he more. It, There's always more ice cream kids back at my house. Oh, hell no. Oh, uh, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but he had no. lemon lime ice tickles and they taste like frozen Sprite. Oh, yeah. Ice tickles. We used to have, I kid you not, my nigga, in Compton, on the, and if anybody think I'm bullshitting, this is all, like, we had a fucking donut truck, my nigga. And it was a dude at first, right? Because it, it, uh, it was a Latino dude. And at first, he didn't have the, the money for fucking. Uh, sound system so what he would do is he would hit the block one time beep his horn like and then come back like two minutes later nigga it'd be like loads of kids ready for donuts nigga you ever get a bear claw off a truck nigga <laughs> ice cream truck nigga <laughs> hey I can that already hear love. the song that he should have came up with though Who's fucking no, with the donut he, truck? You know you want a donut hole. You better come over right now. You want no. the twister. When this nigga finally did get a sound system, though, you know what he had? The shit that he had going? It was donut man, donut man. Fresh <laughs> donuts every day. Donut man, See, donut man. You have all that Delicious donuts. Like that. That was By it, the nigga. way, that's... <laughs> 236, Shantae, Jeremy, Fat Man, me, and now Ricky. Rick is the host of Americans United Again. Uh, he is uh, one of the hosts of Social Justice Bullies. He is one of the most militant, light-skinned niggas you'll ever meet from the streets of Compton. Rick, tell him something about yourself. The floor is yours. What? Why are we doing this today? Why, why, why are niggas putting me on, on, on Front Street when I'm rusty with this podcast game? To get you back into the podcast game. Duh. This is not a test. It's the real deal. Help me. Help me. <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> Help me. Huh? Huh? Tell them something about yourself. <laughs> 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 you ain't backing out of this test with funny pithy yeah, quotes. Go, do, you, bro. do you know who you're Damn dealing it. with? Damn it, man! Uh, shit, my name's Ricky. Yeah, like you said, I'm the founder of the uh, Americans United Again movement, which has, and I do four podcasts. So, um, the Ferguson Response Network podcast with Leslie Mack, um, which has been on hiatus for a while. Uh, Social Justice Bullies, like he said, which has been, and the AUA podcast and AUA Hope um, that I co-host with my lovely girlfriend Sherelle. Yay! Is she and Pebbles, is she and Pebbles no, the, okay, uh, the AUA mascot. Huh? 
man. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, and Pebbles, the AUA mascot. The Sididi, uh 40-pound lap dog. Yeah, that's why I ain't got no fucking dogs. Go ahead. Uh, that was good. <laughs> so, Aaron, uh, or Adrian Peterson, you know, uh, is now a free agent. Uh, he played for the Minnesota Vikings. He was a running back. Um, and now he's a free agent. And now that he's a free agent, uh, of course, folks are, are uh, sending out or putting out flyers saying that their team should pick him up. Um, newscasters, broadcasters. And for those of y'all who don't know, um, a lot of the places where we have football teams at aren't really metropolitan areas. So every so often, you're going to end up with a story written by a white guy who sounds something like this. Pete Dougherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, spoiler alert, Green Bay has even less white people than Oklahoma, or black people than Oklahoma. Wrote a column for USA Today's Wisconsin Network urging the Packers to sign free agent running back Adrian Peterson. He makes the case that Peterson still has plenty of productive football ahead of him and writes off Peterson having whipped his four-year-old with a tree branch as learned behavior. As an aside, this is just me, as an aside, Adrian Peterson beat the hell out of his four-year-old son with a switch. They're calling it a tree branch. It was a switch. And then said that he didn't see nothing wrong with it because that's the way he grew up. Which sparked a whole lot of conversation amongst black folks about why you shouldn't monitor people whooping their kids' asses. And everybody else just wrote down the names of the people who were saying that and slid it to CPS. Anyhow. Specifically, Pete Dougherty of the Green Bay Press Gazette, where all the black people play for the football team. Um, he chalks Peterson's drive to beat his son up to beatings that Peterson's likely ancestors suffered as slaves. Nigga, no. As for Peterson, and this is a quote from his story, as for Peterson, society is changing fast and obviously for the better on many things, including disciplining children. I'm 55, and I have friends about a generation older who say corporal punishment in school was routine. That's not that long ago. Let's also not forget that Peterson likely is descended from slaves who suffered savage disciplinary beatings generation after generation after generation. It excuses nothing, but also can't be ignored. This is learned behavior. Now, before anybody else says anything, I would just like to point out the fact that in the paragraph previous, he stated, I'm 55 and I have friends about a generation older who say corporal punishment in school is routine. That's not that long ago. But Adrian Peterson engaged in this corporal punishment, and it must be because his great-great-grandpappy was a slave. <laughs> this is what happens when white people try to say like things uh, try to make a point that they not like they don't they're not first they're not enough to know yeah. yeah like this is not like you could probably make a case that yes it does have some degree to do with that because 
the reality is why do we be, why do we have such a history and tradition of beating our kids so so savagely it's so that massa wouldn't beat them even worse or the cops wouldn't beat them even worse because that was that i mean so yeah, you fucked up don't sometimes trying to say things that you're not really prepared to say or versed enough to say just just stop qualified stop. to say <laughs> Yeah. Stay in your lane. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stay in your lane. Because now you have to explain it. Because now you got, you know, because you have somebody, you know, who says some stuff like that. And on the surface, it kind of made, you know, like we know where that kind of comes from. And we know if a different person says it, we know what, you know, like they can probably explain it and, you know, speak on it, whatever, point us in the right direction, whatever, whatever. But then you get somebody white saying it and it just sounds like they heard somebody black. They're just regurgitating what they heard somebody black say, but they don't have anything to to add to it. They're just saying it. It's just like, nah, stay in your lane. Yeah. This is, this is what happens when white people say things. Like, <laughs> I think like, that's the clearest way to put this. Like, this is what happens when white people, when white people, white people, this is I see. I've started this campaign for 2017, which is stay no to white people, and <laughs> th- that's with them like saying no to them with anything, like you know, saying things, doing things, you know, breathing. Like I just, you know, I, I feel like we would progress more as a society if we just said no to white people as a whole. But I you gotta wrong. remember. You got to remember one very important thing, Jeremy. White people are going to white. Yeah. Yeah. White people are going to white, man. No matter what you do, white people are like the eye boogers that just show up in the corner of your eye. No matter what you do, every morning you're going to wake up with at least one eye booger. No matter what you do. That's white people. You can start at whatever. You gotta close your eyes, nigga. White people are like white people are the chaos theory of society. They will find a way. Like just when you try to give them, okay, like you can't possibly wipe this up any worse. And then lo and behold, they they prove you wrong. They prove you right every fucking time. It's just like, can you? Cause, I, just why all white people? That's the that's really all I got. Just why all? It's like he 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 had a lead and then just just. I feel like we letting this. I feel like we letting this dude off the hook though. Cause like for real, for real, this isn't a difficult concept to explain, right? Like. This is this is what happens, and I think Shanta uh, was right when she was like Shanta <clears throat> said basically that this is like fuck. I am rusty. Um, yeah, I don't remember. This is what happens when you stay in your lane, basically. See. Yeah, yeah, but no, that's what it was. It basically they regurgitated it from like the one black friend that they know. But like, so they was kind of listening when they black friend was talking, but they wasn't really listening. 
to like actually understand the context of what they were saying so then when they heard it like it's just like they played telephone and shit with racial theory and then got to write it all for for all to see that's the white that's whiteness right there it's, you just be half-assed at some shit and then still get to tell everybody about how half-assed you are or show everybody how half-assed you are it's amazing it's like it's like somebody it's like somebody that wants to be like an lgbtq um ally and then, like, they go to Tumblr and, like, learn a bunch of terminology and then come on to Twitter and try to, like, woke explain people. You know what? It's, I, I know a dude like that that's, that's kind of um, like that at work. Like, it's straight, cishet dude who wears a Pride t-shirt, like, a, a company-sponsored Pride t-shirt. Why? And got the shit. Wait, wait, wait. Mind you, mind you, got the shit for free somehow. I forget how. But but uh, one of one of my homeboys, he's gay. He couldn't even get a goddamn shirt for free. I <laughs> like you just white it, yo. You just how did you white mail your way into a fucking right. LGBT pride shirt? Right, that works <laughs> for free. How did you manage to like right? Like how did you manage to white man that shit? Like <laughs> Yo, he's but you know what this dude is like? He is the Columbus in chief at work. I'd be afraid to but I, the only way I can get him to stop saying stuff or jumping in the conversations that me and other coworkers are having to is to talk about the blackest fucking thing possible. That reminds I me. Tried to, I tried this and I'm gonna say this before I forget. When I was 19, uh, I worked at a office with my aunt and, uh, the boss was this little scrawny white dude. Nobody talked with him. Nobody really, you know, associated with him. And he was always trying to get himself into the conversation. There was a bunch of black folks working minimum wage jobs. And then this white dude who was overseeing us. Um, it was our job to gather Medi-Cal, uh, due to Medi-Cal, uh, applications, uh, for folks who were newly joining Medi-Cal. Um, we were all standing outside smoking cigarettes, talking. When I say we all, I mean like five or six black folks were all standing outside in a circle smoking cigarettes, talking. And this white guy who I guess figured that we had been gone too long or he missed us or he missed our presence or something like that, walked outside to our circle and was listening to us. We weren't saying anything bad about him. We weren't saying anything bad about anybody. We were probably just talking about like something that had came on. I was probably talking about something that happened on sports radio. Um, but I remember that he waited until there was a quiet moment in the conversation. There was a lull in the conversation. And then he attacked. And the way he attacked was by saying something that he thought was going to instantly get our attention and get us connected to him and make us want to listen to him. And I'll never forget this phrase in my entire life. As long as I live, I might get dementia, but I'm going to remember this. My kids will get tired of hearing it. He looked at the group, little scrawny white dude, and said, Have any of you ever smoked crack before? Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Um, 
I played in, I played in Coke Money, but I don't know why you ask it. <laughs> it gets better. Fuck? It gets better. After he asked us if we I'm ever offended. smoked crack before, and we all look at him blank faced, like how the hell how did you sneak up on us? He proceeded to say, "Because I have." And he goes into detail about what the effects and the emotions were when he smoked crack and how he pulled his life out of the gutter and how he felt now that he was a messenger. So he basically like gave y'all an after school special that y'all didn't (laughs) Yep. How the fuck did this after school special get on my BET channel flow? (laughs) Right. Like... I'm over here dying. I had to mute my mic. <laughs> I, I was I'm in hey, tears. I was around being <laughs> like this motherfucker really gave y'all like. <laughs> oh my god, y'all, y'all got a fucking unsolicited intervention. Yes, that we didn't need. Oh my god, have y'all got you like ever smoked crack before? I have. This is what it was like. Like, oh, wow! Oh he, you know yeah. what he did? He gave y'all like that neighborhood crackhead that that is reformed <laughs> that'll come around and say, "Look, don't do crack. I sucked the dick before, and you don't want to suck the dick for crack." That's basically what. <laughs> what I thought oh. about when he was saying it was, um, in hindsight, whenever I think about it, is uh, where Dave Chappelle was playing the crackhead. And he was talking to the kids at the school about smoking crack. Yes. Yeah. That's what I thought about. Um, I say all that simply to segue into a different conversation. Um, y'all were talking about LG, uh, LBGQTIA, um, when we were discussing Rachel Dolezal. And again, uh, just a few moments ago, um, Moonlight was fucked out of their moment. Let's be honest. Yeah. Let's be honest. Moonlight was fucked out of their moment by uh Oscars. By the by by the announcement of the Oscars. Now you're gonna tell me that for the first time in the history of the Oscars, you flub picture of the, the best picture of the year award. This badly. Yeah, like they not they, they like not only did they fuck it up, like they ugh, it's like I'm happy, obviously that the movie still won, but it's like you said, Rashina, like they were fucked out of that moment, basically because the, this seems to be a running theme here this evening. Uh, white people, white people. Like that was such a, it was such a, it was such a, a a Charlie Brown ass moment. Like, like it, like it can't be that fucking hard to read, bro. And I know like people were saying like it wasn't old boy's fault, and like I I get that. At the same time, bro, like it can't. It can't be that it can't be that hard on the on the Oscars part to get the card right so the person can read it right. Because yeah, exactly. you ruined a perfectly great 
moment for 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 black people it's specifically for black lgbtq people i mean yeah they won and again awesome a well well deserved but it's just that precious moment that because like these motherfuckers still got to say their whole fucking speech and they didn't win exactly yes yes that's what was so messed up because it was like you watch it and it's like warren Beatty is hemming and hawing about what he needs to do the name gets announced here comes everybody you know the whole cast and all the people who need you know producers and shit they up there you know probably hugging and shit and everything one person says something another person says something but in the process of those two people saying something somebody else is in the background trying to say hey 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 this is it this is it this was wrong this was wrong but i mean a long time went where somebody could have ran up to that microphone and could have been like no this is wrong you know this is it no stop you have to stop talking stop and, giving and then speech. you didn't win when the director finally said it they held him as a hero yes that's what sucks that's what really sucks about it is because now moonlight everybody in moonlight is now sharing their moment with La La Land mm-hmm. with Jordan Horowitz you know being a hero being gracious it's like you didn't win how do you be gracious for something that wasn't yours to begin with now it's dope that he got up there and was very adamant that they did not win it sucks that it had to be him because it seemed like there was a bunch of different people that could have got to that microphone first it was like how long were y'all going to take you know why did it have to be this producer who has nothing to do with the oscars nothing to do with price waterhouse right you know showing everybody that this that this was a mistake you know it shouldn't have had to have been him you know and it sucks that he ended up on uh morning shows and all this different stuff because i asked you know the next day because of course you know when i was watching it i turned the tv off i probably turned the tv off one second before all the shit we hit the fan you know because i was like oh fuck it la la land one i don't want to watch these motherfuckers you know (laughs) give their speech and i went to bed wake up oh shit it's moonlight and look and it's like all this stuff about jordan horowitz but nothing with the people from moonlight all this stuff it's just like he's not the story he shouldn't be the story, but of course, you know, white people gonna latch on to white people. They're not gonna latch on to black people. So it's just, uh, and then he's on the cover. And then, and then, you know, the director of La La Land on the cover with uh, with Barry for Moonlight, and it's just like, nah, he shouldn't have to share it. It's just like I can't think of any situation where the person that came in second place or whatever it was ends up with the person in first place. It's like who won Best Picture? The one who won Best Picture. Nobody cares about the other four or five or eight or whatever it is, but now we got to talk about La La Land. And it's like, you know, it's just like, it just felt like La La Land was going to get some shine one way or the other, and and here it is. But like, nobody wait. will just leave them motherfuckers alone. Just fuck but, La La Land. Fuck that movie. But wait, it did feel there's good. more. It did feel good to watch some white people fucking faces just drop. <laughs> oh my god. The, the terror, the horror, the embarrassment. My favorite, yes, because I mean, I'm always here for white tears, but my favorite um, was watching the black people react. Like Samuel Jackson cried, and that damn near choked me up a little bit, to be honest. 
well, Samuel might have cried, but now all of a sudden we're dealing with any black movie, but that movie should have won because that movie is nothing but showing, pushing the gay agenda on America. And if it was white people making this movie, it would have never gotten the publicity that it did. But because being gay in the black community is such a stigma, it totally overstated itself. Uh, fuck you homophobes fuck you fuck you homophobes this so doesn't even make sense like I don't think this This is what I understand like people will sit there when you when you call them and question them on their bigotry right people will sit there and say oh well you know what I'm gonna raise my child how I wanna raise him. I mean yeah but you just hopped on you just hopped in public and said you was gonna raise him like a bigot so like, there's no there's no win here like a bigot like otherwise why would you say it? you know <laughs> right right and everybody else got to deal with your bigoted ass kid so no <laughs> oh i'm sorry did y'all think those were white people i was talking about no those are black folks Mm-hmm. I don't. Know oh yeah, no, why. I know. No, I, I knew, I knew, I know it's black. I know it's black people who was talking about it because it's like um, Boyce Watkins. Boyce Watkins jumps on Twitter and is talking about, well, is it homophobic to not, not support Moonlight? And it's just like, just go fucking see the movie or don't, motherfucker. When you start bringing in all this other stuff, bitch, it might be. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Hold on. Wait. Wait. Yeah, wait. You're wait, asking wait, questions. Wait. Wait. That... Wait. 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 Paul. Cause I did not know this. She hopped ass. She used her Facebook password to get on Twitter and do what? Was talking about I thought well, I thought Boyce Watkins was a man, but it but but got on. It is. And uh, he is okay, but, but got on and was either. I don't know. I don't know if he was asking for himself because I don't remember because he was asking different questions and some of those questions he was making it sound like other people were asking him and then he's posing it to the audience. But they were talking about if you don't support Moonlight, is it homophobic? And it's just like it's just a movie. If you don't want to go see it, you don't have to go see it, especially um because it's such an emotional movie everybody doesn't want to go see emotional movies everybody doesn't want to go see a movie and see movies about kids and uh you know having uh you know uh, tumultuous relationships between you know children and their parents nobody wants to see some of these things and these are the things that are happening in this movie so it's fine if you avoid it but then when you start getting to like well is it homophobic it's just like well, that's, that's not the only thing. Look, here, that's here's the only thing that's in that movie. So, bitch, it might be. You asking the question. Here's where mom's was when I encouraged my mom to watch Moonlight uh, with her husband. Um, they sat back and they watched it, and I talked to my mom about it the next day because when I watched it, I wept. I wept when I saw that movie. And when I wept, I wanted to know if she felt the same thing that I felt because she's my mom. And so I was like, Mom, how'd you like the movie? Mambo, how'd you like it? And she was like, you know what? It was a little bit tough to watch. And I was thinking, like a small part of me was like, please don't let her say because of the 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 uh the the kissing between two men please don't let her say because of that and she said it was difficult to see that kid 
beat up somebody that he loved because he was scared of being bullied by somebody bigger than him. That's what got her was just the roughness of the environment that they were in, not the relationships, not the, 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 the kissing, not anything like that. But like you said, just the situations that these young men were placed in all their lives. That movie was beautiful. Somebody stated, and I don't remember who it was, and I apologize, blame it on my head, not my heart, but somebody stated that they saw this movie and they were just struck at how gentle and how nurturing and how loving all of the black men were in this movie. Like, it was awesome. It was awe-inspiring, and it's what the, what society should see, and yet and still, people are like, yeah, I missed it because two guys kiss. Basically, yeah. <clears throat> like, I haven't seen it yet because I don't think I'm in the fucking uh, headspace to, to really see that shit, but <clears throat> I understand. Like, that's I'm going to give a fuck two dudes was kissing I just don't want to be fucking depressed for like three weeks after I didn't seen the damn movie <laughs> so you know if you don't want to be depressed you don't see Kicks Kicks is a depressing movie Ooh. Kicks kid in Oakland oh, gets man. some Jordans Jordans get stolen kid gets a gun goes to get his Jordans back it's a hard rough movie yeah, especially when you got friends and like had they fucking days to took in front of you. So yeah. Now Wait for house um, shoes that day. Ha! I'm truly as a general rule of thumb, if you have to ask if it's homophobic, yes, because that's where your mind went. Times out of ten, it's homophobic, and it's not because not going to see it is homophobic is because that's where your motherfucking mind went as to why you wouldn't want to see it see how right. that works you're not required like, to I don't want to be depressed to see the motherfucker I don't want to see the shit because I don't want to be depressed you don't want to see the shit because it's two guys kissing and you missed a, a fucked up mo- a really good movie for a fucked up reason right okay. like you're not required to watch anything but but if you see the thing because like I don't think where we shouldn't be like you shouldn't be naive in 2017 to be to think that people aren't still homophobic I don't I don't think you should be naive to that what I will say is if it's not okay if you're homophobic but here's the thing, if you don't want people saying, if you're a homophobe and you don't want people saying shit, you don't want people in your mentions, you don't want people threatening if you're a celebrity and you're homophobic, you don't want people interviewing you or talking about the shit and impressing you about it, you don't want people losing you don't want those dollars to stop flowing because you said some homophobic shit, you know what you can do? You can shut the fuck up Nobody has to know you're a bigoted ass homophobe if you just shut the fuck up. We yeah. all, well, not <clears throat> most people have relatives, friends that they will never know have some 
fucked up ass, bigoted ass beliefs and views and shit, and they coexist happily. You know why? Because those mother, they're, they're bigots, so it's not okay, but they're smart enough to know when to shut the fuck up. If you have to ask, you're probably a bigot. Yeah. Yeah. Shante, I know you have some thoughts on Moonlight. Knock yourself out. Well, see, I'm like Rick. I haven't seen the movie because, you know, I'm trying to get my mind right so I can really, you know, do I really want to be upset and sad and go through all this kind of emotions watching the show? So I haven't watched it yet. I want to see it. Was really happy that they won. Happy, uh, Mm Mahershala uh, Ali won for uh, Best Supporting Actor. Thought that was dope, especially with him coming off of all the things that he's come off of with, you know, with Luke Cage and House of Cards and just... And his rap career. Yeah, yeah, somebody posted his (laughs) video, which I had no idea that was him, So, but he's uh, uh, Prince Ali, which had no idea. No, no idea, but he was was rapping in in that YouTube video. So it's just it made me it made me sad. I mean, even though it's typical that people would harp on the uh, the homosexuality aspect of the movie, it makes me sad that people harped on it, even though I know that's what they're gonna do. Because it just felt like there was so much more to this movie. You know, and, and and it's the the inability to uh, the inability to be happy for someone else, to be happy for people who possibly are close to you. It's like you're here, you are, you know, being all homophobic and bigoted, you know, but you probably sit up here and say like, oh well, I love my, you know, my gay cousin, brother, sister, whatever, family member, teacher, this, that, like you say you don't have a problem with these people, a movie wins that is telling one of their stories and then here you go trotting out your homophobia and stuff, being an asshole, and it's just like ugh, just, it sucks, it's just like ugh it just, it irks me because it's just like you don't really care you don't really love those people, it's just like why are you why are you pretending? It's just, yeah. you know, like Jeremy yeah. said, just shut the fuck up. I had an auntie like that. I think when um, we were riding in the car one time, <clears throat> and she was, what was that? Uh, Sam Smith's Stay With Me, which I call I call Fish Play With Cheese. Um, <laughs> nigga, it, sing that shit in your head. Just, I ain't even going to sing it. But sing that shit in your head. Tell, tell you don't go go hard. <laughs> Fish fillet with cheese. You know what? That's kind of appropriate because they had that unnecessary ass remix with Mary J. Blige, where she didn't add nothing to the damn song, but just sing sound second verse, and it's like y'all could have kept this shit. So I, I I'm picking up what you're putting down. Mm-hmm. Nah, but um, I just. So she she was like, ah, I don't even like this song. Once I figured out he was talking about a guy, I I was like, honestly, did, did nobody ask you that? That's kind of hom- homophobic. I don't really. Well, I'm just saying, I, I didn't nobody ask though. 
<laughs> like, right. And nobody. No, but mm-mm, nah, not not in this car. Mm, no, no did nobody, nobody ask. ask all that. Thank, Thank you. you. Nope. I hey, ain't nobody ask you. And then she was in the back seat, mad. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> like anybody in my family though, fucks are 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 very 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 limited in supply in my life. So, you know, it is what it is. If you mad, say you mad. Don't call me. I don't refer to myself as Petty Ruxman for no reason. It's because I'm petty. I like to tell stories and and cuddle. Shit. Really, you go. Seriously. Nigga. <laughs> yeah, like, Nigga, me, really. The thing for me is, like, I look. Because this, because people did this too. Um, I actually had a had a conversation with um, uh, one of my homies. Because, uh, because I mean, friends don't let friends be loud and wrong. I feel like that is a thing that isn't talked about enough. Um, yes. Because everybody, you know, especially on Twitter, everybody, everybody wants to think they're right, and you know, everybody. Everybody is like, oh well, can't nobody tell me nothing, or you know, this, that, and the third. It's like, uh, yeah, uh, all right, nigga, okay. <laughs> Rashani knows I co-signed it, that one. <laughs> right, every, every, you know, it, it, you everybody growing and can't tell you nothing. Oh, okay, all right. So you just always had the answers. Okay, all right. But friends don't let friends be loud and wrong. So one of my one of my homies, he was like. Um, I hate that it has to be a uh, talking about Moonlight. I'm happy that it's it won, but I hate that it has to be a gay black film as opposed to just a black film. Like, um, and he he wasn't saying it with any malice, but I'm like, nah, bro, nah, you nah, you you very much all lives matter this shit, especially considering the fact that as a as a as a whole as a community. We very much ostracize um, the LGBT brethren and sister sister within our community, and it was very important um, that this one, as a um, as a black film, as a as a black film somewhere on the LGBTQ spectrum, like it was very important that it won as that type of film, especially considering that those type of stories within our community don't get talked about because we have a lot of um, homophobia, transphobia, you know, just, you know, just bad LGBTQ feelings within our community. And those stories don't get talked about much. Like for the most part, it's even just, you know, it's not even like making headway with like, women because like you know hidden fi- hidden figures was was big because it was a, a story about black women wait 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 isn't it called hidden fences the hilarious hilarious Johnny. they said uh, that but, they said that on the oscars hidden fences <laughs> uh, <laughs> consider the source consider the source uh, but yeah, like it was. It's important that other black stories, other than just straight black male stories, cishet black male story stories, are told within our community because it's more than 
our experience isn't the only experience and I had to I had to break it down to him like yo dog I, I feel you but you loud or wrong on this one and a lot of people did that and like he didn't even have like you know malice with it he just had a loud or wrong moment well, like I said friends don't let friends be loud or wrong but a lot of niggas were on that shit like you know what this is it, this is pushing the gay agenda and you know, all this, that, and the third. And it's like, it's stuff like this yep. that makes yeah. people say that black men, straight black men, cishet black men are oftentimes the white people of black people. Y'all proving the point. Y'all get y'all get so offended by that comparison, but y'all prove them right every goddamn time. It never fucking fails. No, it don't. Even like the... Uh... What was it? Disney, the Disney Channel having like the first kiss, the first kiss, and like they was mad as fuck about that. And the only like there was only one reasonable, um, or like remotely reasonable thing, um, like concern somebody had where they was like, you know what? I really don't think the kids should be should be shown um, men and women kissing, let alone same gender, like. Like kids be kids. I was like, okay, that's that's reasonable if you don't think that they should be seeing it either. But the reality is, is that it helps them developmentally to 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 see healthy relationships. It doesn't matter what what who's doing the kissing or who's who's in the relationship. As long as the relationship is healthy, <laughs> they're fine. They grow up and have healthy relationships because they see what one's like, they whoever they're attracted to. So like you can have you. And they don't understand. People don't understand that. Like you can have you no know, gay couple going to turn their child gay. Either their child likes the same sex, or they don't. Or maybe they like both. Or maybe they don't like any really. Like it's people be way too concerned about what they kids going who they kids going fuck twenty years from now. Like yes, let that shit go. That's not. That, that's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to make sure that whoever they choose to fuck, they do it safely. They do it with care. Yep. <laughs> and you do it well, maybe, if they ask you for tips and take it over. I mean, like, right. You know what I mean? Like, that's other than that, people. stay the fuck out of it. And then people, people, people really act like it's like hard to like explain things to their kids. That's another thing with it. Like, they, People yeah. make it way deeper than it like has to be, and it's usually the same people that tell people, you know, it ain't that deep, or you know, y'all be offended by everything, or this, that, and the third, or some bird ash ass shit. Like it, you, it's usually those same people, you know, like it, explaining like things to your child isn't necessarily that difficult if they ask you. Like somebody put it perfectly on Twitter, like how will I explain two, 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 um, two men kissing to my child because they like each other? The end. Like that's that's, that's, that's it. it. It's not like that. it doesn't have to be anything else. Like that's what like because I feel like because that's what it, like I got two kids. My son is in fourth grade. I we you know I am not homophobic. 
his father is not homophobic, but obviously he's going to go. He went to school and he started coming back kind of saying like, oh, you know, bringing up stuff about, you know, gay and everything. So I could tell that it was just like, okay, well, other kids are saying stuff. And so he may see, you know, two boys kissing and he reacts and it's just like, oh, and I'm just like, it's okay. They like each other. That's what happens. You know, some people, you know, sometimes two boys like each other. Sometimes two girls like each other. Sometimes a man and a woman likes each other. It's all okay. They just like each other. And that's just the way it is. And it doesn't have to be, you know, as a parent, it doesn't have to be complicated. It's just, that's just how it is. It's just like this. It's, it's not abnormal. It's just, here's all these different people liking different people. And it's perfectly fine. You don't have to, you know, recoil from it. But, you know, people overreact because they got all these different messages from everywhere making things seem like they're bad. And it's just like they're not bad. They're human people falling in love, loving each other. Stop being childish. Like, grow up. But you know what, though? They they have no problem with their kids being shown unhealthy ass. Cis-hetero cis relationships, though. Like, Beauty and the Beast? For real, for real? Like, she got fucking well, Stockholm Syndrome, fam. Like, let's let's be real. Like, that's a, that's a case in Stockholm Syndrome. And she's fucking a dog. Yeah. <laughs> Man dog. No, I wasn't gonna bring that up. Where dog? That's, that's, so. that's real. Yeah, just saying. She's that's... in love with a dog. She doesn't know he's a human. Yeah. So, but that's real though. It's a lot of our fairy tales and a lot of our stuff that's just you know that's heterosexual, but it's not a healthy relationship. Rapey. Or, yeah, rapey, yeah. hella rapey and shit. Motherfucking um, Pepe Le Pew was hella rapey. Yep. Hella. Like, damn. Like, not only was he rapey, but like he was unapologetically rapey like street harassment like all these fucked up messages that the like cartoons like had but you know a two two male cartoons kissing like that's the end of the world and like your your kid is gonna you know grow up to be gay or something which by the way what's wrong with being gay that's what's wrong with being gay so that that's how you tell on yourself right then but he's like I'm not homophobic, but I don't want my kid to grow up. He might be gay, but that you literally that would have mean homophobic. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly what homophobic is. That's that's like, oh, well, you know, I don't like black people. I mean, I like, uh, I'm not racist, but you know, I don't want my grandkid to be black. That's is where you're. <laughs> that's, that's racism, sir. That's that's exactly. Yeah. That's your. That's, that's like, You're there. Look, I have a special message for bigotry. You just want to say, fuck you. Oh, fuck you, fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you. just want I'm sorry. That is never not funny. Never. <laughs> I'm gonna watch that after we record. That shit is never not funny. I'm just saying. The majority of people, the majority of, uh, I'm I'm generalizing here. This is a broad statement that I'm quite certain is accurate. 
majority of men who are having issues or states that have issues with uh, gay the gay agenda will swiftly log on to porn and watch two women uh, kiss. Yeah. yeah. Fat Man Wild spin the beats. This single simulcast. Shante doesn't get the last word in conversations. Rashani shuts that shit down. <laughs> Better sweet thing. Could this be a dream? Or just the same nightmare that keeps me awake Feel it in my brain Toss out of pain Pour a little out now for the love that we made Feel it in the morning You're still here in the morning I see you but you're gone Telephone the doctor I'm not okay The bottom of the bottle To fill this empty heart up a thousand proof, don't change the truth I doubt it, but I can't, I can't drink you away I've tried Jack, I've tried Jim, I've tried So I drowned it away When the sun comes up tomorrow You can find me doing the same Cause I just can't forget The way we turned out this bed And now the only thing that sleeps here Is a ghost of you instead And then I feel it in the morning uh, Still here in the morning I see you but you're gone Telephone the doctor I'm not okay Bottom of the bottle to fill this empty heart up A thousand proof Don't change the truth I doubt it but I can't I can't drink you I've tried Jack I've tried Jim I've tried I've tried Jack, I've tried Tim, I've tried all of them, but 
first time I get worried when I'm looking in your eyes that one day you might leave me and it keeps me up at night I guess that means I really love you cause I'm afraid to make mistakes if you ever loved me that would be First heartbreak. I'm a part of my own decisions. <laughs> You're right. You're a product of your own decisions. This is Single Simulcast. Single Simulcast 236. Ricky, Shantae, Jeremy, me, you, thanks. Batman, too. So, uh, my new thing that gets on my nerves isn't even a new thing, but it's getting on my nerves. It's gotten on my nerves for such a long time. Such a long time. Y'all remember back in the 80s? Who was born in the 80s? Raise your hand, snap your fingers, whatever, whatever. Anyways, who cares? Um, back when Nancy Reagan was doing the Just Say No and the War on Drugs... And this is your brain on drugs. And they would show eggs being broken up in the skillet. And we were like, I want eggs. And your mom was like, I want money. Because we didn't have eggs in my house. We never had eggs in the house. When we did have eggs, they got broken up and put in the top ramen to make egg drop soup. Which was so nasty, but I digress. (sighs) We're on drugs. It's your brain on drugs just say no to drugs friends don't let friends do drugs my favorite commercials were i'm gonna be a track star when i grow up no one ever says they're gonna be a junkie when they grow up those were my favorite commercials the one where you think the guy's running track but really he's running from the cops and the cops hem him up by his neck and this is all what was going on when drugs were primarily thought to be used by inner city minorities but now the white folks decide that they love the shit out of heroin, which, by the way, white folks decided back in the 90s they love the shit out of heroin. See Kurt slash Cobain um, and most of the other punk rockers out in uh, Seattle, but as usual. Um, now the white folks are in love with drugs, in love with the cocoa, in love with the heroin, in love with the white horse. Um the nation has pivoted on the war on drugs and is now calling it a public health crisis. The, hmm? Um, might I add that what the same time that Nancy Reagan was doing these, um, you know, just say no to drugs and all this other bullshit, you know, Ronald was flooding South Central with, with drugs. Oh, yes. 84, 85, right Three-way around the time Rick. I was born. Yeah. Uh-huh. This would never stop irritating me. Like, when it was isolated to certain low-income communities or minority communities, the tendency was that jail was a sufficient deterrent or approach. 
However, as it has affected a broader and broader cross-section of America, people will start realizing that this is a complicated problem. There has to be a law enforcement element, but there also has to be a public health element to it. My beloved real president, Barack Obama, said that. I miss that, man. Nah. That nigga, they don't des- we don't deserve that nigga. No. No, we don't. But when we're in a world where people are now thinking nah. that George Bush wasn't that bad of a guy, that's nah. when the president is a mess up. No, no, no. Fuck that shit. Because him being right in this in this moment is a low fucking bar. I don't give a fuck. He lied his way. He gonna sit there and talk about oh well using the media or we have a, a right and a responsibility to have a fair media. Nigga, didn't you lie us in the war? I I was there and I say us because I mean me too. Uh, yeah, like the bar. The bar is it's the no, the bar is too low. That I'm sorry. Like I can't I can't oh well George George W. Bush is right. Of course he's fucking right. He's he's not complicit. It's easy as fuck to be right when you're not complicit anymore. Yeah. Like no, I was gonna say like the bar is because I've seen people say that, you know, uh, if, you know, George Bush wasn't you know that bad and if he says it it's like the bar is so low for whiteness and for white men that we it's come to it, it's come to this revisionist history of George Bush's presidency which George Bush They've been is not trying going us since to he deny. left the White House George Bush is not going to turn it away he's not going to stop people from doing it he's not going to remind people about how Gas went up to like six dollars where I'm at. Right, like is like saying George Bush is like right about this is like uh, George Bush like, being right about air being in and us breathing air. Right, like, like, right. like low bar, like bar, like super fucking low. I mean, it's just, it's a, so what? Just like, okay, great. Thanks. Thanks for telling me he was right. What's like, what can, what can we do with it now? It's just like, it and doesn't matter. Fuck, and where the fuck was those principles like 16 years ago? That's what I want to know. Well, they, back then, you know, they were only talking about black people. When he lied us in the war? Yeah. Back then, we were the number one threats in America. Then, you know, 9-11 happened. And then we were number two for a second. And, um, George Bush. Yeah, we were like number... We were like 1A. Yeah, we never... <laughs> 1 and 1A. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's, it's always... It's always open season on niggas. So, I mean, it, we... Yeah, it was like we... Like one A, you know it's you know it, it's never not open season on niggas. So I mean, yeah, like they forgot we were niggas for maybe like two seconds. Like we never got off the list. Yeah, the only, the only time we went niggas is when it was time to enlist. Right, and even then we were still niggas. Oh no 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 no! That was after you enlisted, but you was. And you... <laughs> the, 
<laughs> then they reminded you, hey, hey, guy. So, we know what we told you before you enlisted and you signed those fucking papers, but uh, you still a nigga. Right. Just wanted to let you know. Before you got your hopes up. Before you get your hopes up, don't. You're still a nigga. Yeah, pretty much. And they don't even do it, like, they just fuck with you for no goddamn reason. For what? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Ooh, I almost forgot. I would have been mad at myself. Oh my goodness, I would have never forgave myself. Um, goodness gracious. Oh, man. Boy, howdy. What the fuck is wrong with me? Are you dumb? You a pink diamond chicken wing chain. Are you dumb? You had a leopard beehive on your head. Are you dumb? Are you forget? I just, I just want to like hear this for a second. Hello. That's better. Uh, okay. Hello? Are you dumb? You had a Oh yeah, Remy Ma versus Nicki Minaj. I I I I heard Sheether. And I was like, okay, I, I I don't really know what's going on. I don't know why she's so upset. I, I have missed a lot of the story. I missed a lot of the background. Um, but what I did pick up almost immediately is that Meek Mill is one hurt nigga. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, oh, yeah. He's so like, real. Uh, yeah, he sounds like a fucking canary. Because <laughs> Remy. Now look, I'm going to preference this by saying I love Remy. Like the only way Remy can do wrong in my eyes is if she came out that she voted for Trump. Like that's the only way Remy can do wrong in my eyes. So I'm going to say this may be a bit biased. Um but yeah, like me sound like a motherfucking canary. He's Remy says she saw me and he spilled all of the tea. And that's that's what hurt niggas do. Like he he's very much he Meek Mill is the nigga on Twitter that will hop in a woman a chick's DMs like moments after she follow after he follows her and vice versa, and she curves him and then he exposes her like he'll try like he'll go like. Maybe to her Tumblr where she's a bit more provocative and maybe she got a nude or something and then he'll bring the Twitter and try to expose her for some shit. That's Meek Mill. Uh, and like, he stay catching the air like, like how, how you how you ain't even directly in the beef but you still catching the air. Like, how? That, that takes skill. This nigga literally ghost wrote this beef. <laughs> now that's fucked up. He, there's no other way to really look at it. I don't under. I mean, 
in any other beef, there's an issue between two people that they handle on their own. They may go and dig up old information that uh, will be painful, like uh, Jay-Z saying that he had sex with Nas' baby mama uh, in the backseat of his car and left condoms on his uh, daughter's baby seat. But that's information that Jay-Z had. Jay-Z brought that up. That was Jay-Z's own mindset. Meek Mill literally went to Remy Ma and told her that Nicki Minaj's butt implants popped so they couldn't have sex for 90 days. How sad does that sound to anybody else? I was listening to this and I'm like, okay, yeah, she's dusting her off. But at the same time, dang it, Meek. That nigga was hurt. Exactly. And, and she put, she put, she didn't put his name in it, but she subtly said, she didn't even give you any top piece. And he was like, nah. Like, me yeah. crawled straight into Remy's DMs because I went back and I looked to see how this all got started. And it was, uh, the, the freestyle Dirty Money. And Dirty Money, hold on one second. Dirty Money came out in 2012. So while. Remy Ma was in jail. Right. Dirty Money came out. And then she got out of jail and made the uh, Plata or Plomo album with Fat Joe. And then all of a sudden, this beef just comes roaring back to life. Well, you know she took shots in a remix of um, uh, Wait a Minute, right? Mm-mm. Oh my god, nigga, the bar she spit, hold up. Nigga. Nigga. Now, okay, so here's the thing about that, right? Cause and see this I really hate to be this nigga. I really do. But people were like, ever since this shit started, have been getting on my nerves with the with the hypocrisy. Because, okay. So let me get this straight. So Nikki, because not everybody, but just a certain subsection. Um, so Nikki, um, so Nikki can have beef with Taylor Swift, with Miley Cyrus, with Azalea Stanks with Mariah Carey um, basically people that either can't fight back or don't want to but when she says slick subliminal shit which she always does and then when she gets a motherfucker that has time all of a sudden Nikki's the victim oh no 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 I give a fuck about Nicki Minaj. Honestly, I'm just way more confused about the fact that Meek Mill is taking this opportunity to completely, like, 
shade. Oh yeah, his for that. Like I'm not. I, I could, yeah. you know, I. I'm like the beef, beef. Let the beef happen. I love beef. I loved beef when it was Tupac and Biggie. I love beef when it was LL Cool J and uh, Cool Mo D. I love beef when it was cannabis and LL Cool J. I love beef. I love beef when it was Gangsta Dre and Brother Lynch Hung. I love beef when it was Sibo and Brother Lynch Hung. I love beef when it was Ti versus Ludacris. When it was uh, Ti versus Lil Flip, who T shouted low. Exactly. Flip still ain't with us. I love beef. What I don't love is this nigga climbing into somebody's DMs like, "Hey, you gonna get her real quick? Let me tell you about this stuff." Oh yeah, that's a hell of week. Because what I don't want to happen. This is like, this is like those fights that we used to see in elementary school or middle school where. Two people will fight and then they get done or be staring at each other or they're about to fight or they're not even going to fight. But somebody on the outside says, whichever one of y'all is the baddest, hit my hand. And then hits the other person and says, that was from them. Remy wrote this, yes. Remy put these rhymes together, yes. But all of this happened and she stated as such because Meek Mill slithered into her DMs. And started spilling his guts. That's a weak move. That is a yeah. hurt move. That is a hurt nigga tactic. That's a hurt move. Real that, talk. Yeah, that's a hurt ass move. Yeah. Like, but but then again, this nigga did. She did let this nigga get dragged by Drake. Yeah. She so let and then like, was throwing <laughs> subliminals. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's it's kind of like coming back full circle. Had none of that happened, I would feel really bad for Nikki. But like I'm not, cause I mean like even like even with this like yeah Meek Mill is a fuckboy but like we been knew that like it's not like yeah. it's not it's not yeah. news that like he's a bitch ass nigga like he's like if anything like he's collateral damage in this shit like like I wouldn't it's like Rick said like I and like people have been getting the receipts and pulling the receipts on Nikki because like I said people have gone through the mental gymnastics to somehow make her a victim in this shit which whatever um like he Meek is literal like collateral damage like he he him being a bitch ass nigga is like a subtext to this beef you know what I mean like the beef is Remy and Nikki and Nikki Mm -hmm. what she does often is popping off at the mouth and it just so happened that she finally popped off with the one motherfucker who was like look my verse wasn't about you on my verse wasn't about you it, and you know it's completely fair and logical to believe to, for you not to believe that you know what I mean like I'm Thanks. you know check I this he, out though yeah, I would. Oh, hold on, Ricky. I'm I'm listening. Yeah. Look, I, I like. I wish people would just say they don't like Remy and nothing she can do is right. Because this, here's yeah. the, here's the thing. Because people were saying one, she's pressed, which Nikki is the ultimate pressed. Per- like again, like Nikki starts shit and has started shit with people throughout her fucking career. Like that's what the fuck she does. So it's like. How is Remy pressed with when the ultimate press person through subliminal shots 
and she responded. Like, Remy did what everybody on Twitter says they would do if they see a subtweet and think it's about them. Address it. Mm-hmm. Fat back. But all of a sudden, but but because it's Remy, she's the bad guy. She's doing what everybody says they would do on Twitter, but somehow she's the bad guy. Then people were saying, um, Remy's gone too far. Nah. He's all, and I tweeted this, and I'm going to say it to the day I die about this shit. Y'all are the same niggas that said could Drake talking about Cuddy's mental illness when he took shots at Cuddy's mental illness during they little shit. Y'all the same niggas that said that's okay. It's hip-hop rap beat. Nothing is off limits. Exactly. But really, it's going too far? But well, not only that, but Go ahead. Um, Drake's back-to-back. Right. Same concept. She, she, Nikki, she, she, Drake, Nikki. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. But because it's Remy, it's bad. It's corny. She's pressed. It's like folks be so full of shit. So full of shit. Mm. But yeah, Meek is a bitch ass nigga though. Like that, like that, that, that is not lost on me or anybody. No. I don't think. Like he, yeah, Meek is a bitch ass nigga. It's just folks, folks just be so full of shit and so hypocritical. Depending on who is who involved. Well, you know, can, can, say, can we be honest? Can we be honest and, and really draw out all of the flames? Folks, it's hypocritical depending on who they're riding with. Depending on whose car you're in, who's driving the car that you're riding in, that's going to be who you're riding on. Because you and I and everybody else have seen niggas get dragged on Twitter that we know or that we've associated with or that we've talked with or that we've dealt with or that we've had some sort of interaction with and we just let it happen. Niggas is fickle. And what it is right now is that in this day and age, folks all want to be there to see the dragon take place, but nobody wants to be the first one to step in and say, this ain't right. Nikki, when she dragged Taylor Swift, people were behind it because fuck Taylor. When she dragged uh, Miley Cyrus, who were behind it because it was in public and oh my god it's on MTV and that was at the point in time where remember Miley was getting credit for twerking so fuck Miley but now it's Nikki versus Remy head up and Remy is going to liquidate Nikki Minaj there is no way that Nicki Minaj can say anything that is going to stop Remy. Even if she says something, I guarantee that between Remy's style, between Remy's talent, and Remy's ghostwriter, Remy has something already planned as a comeback. If Nicki stays quiet, she takes the L. If Nicki speaks, she takes the L. And again... I stopped listening to Nikki really after Monster. When she started doing the starships and all that kind of stuff and went pop, I, I, nah, I'm good. But niggas are going to ride for Remy right now 
But just a couple months ago, or a year back, or whatever it may be, niggas was riding for Nikki. Hold on, wait, Rashawn. I got, I, I, I got to challenge you on this because you got to be specific about what niggas. Because I'm not saying that niggas wasn't. It wasn't a because it's Taylor. Fuck her. I'm not saying you're wrong on that. But at the same time, a lot of people know that Nikki, Nikki, as far as like racism and as far as like speaking on racism and sexism go, she's like, she's like, she's not there for it. Yep. Because like she usually, usually, now I'm not saying all the time, but usually like Kanye, she only speaks on it or speaks up about some shit like that when it's her being affected. Because it wasn't the whole thing with Miley and shit, like it was never like, a stand for you know women in music and shit and you know fairness and shit it was much it was very 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 much about my shit didn't get nominated so I'm mad it wasn't no shit like I'm doing this for black women or you know I'm talking about the the unfairness and you know the industry and shit it was very much a my shit didn't get nominated so it's fuck you fuck you Miley Mm-hmm. He didn't really have nothing to do with nothing else other than Nikki. So while people were like, yeah, Miley's annoying, white people are annoying, yeah, fucker, it's not like niggas was like, oh, well, I'm gonna stand for Nikki Get now. And Nikki is the voice of the people. It, it, like, people knew what was up. And with this particular shit, like, the, the main reason people aren't, you know, unless they're trying to be, you know, the, 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 like I was saying earlier, the the hype in the the hypocritical woke off Olympic playoffs. The main reason people aren't really fucking with Nikki for this is like she started the shit. Like if somebody yeah. tells you, "I'm not talking about you," this ain't got n- this is no personal attack. We rappers, this is what we do. Like I'm supposed to say I'm the best. You supposed to say you the best. This ain't a personal attack, which is what Remy said multiple times. But yeah, you keep deliberately taking shots at her like you ain't the victim in this shit. Like that's for the most part why people ain't really fucking with Nikki on this because it's like you don't get to poke a bear and then get mad and be the victim when the bear mauls you. Like that ain't how this shit works. That ain't how this works. But the bear warned you on Christmas. Nigga, like on Christmas she warned you. Right. Oh, wait. This- Actually, you know what? I found that verse too. So let me know when y'all ready to hear it. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Go for it. I'm a Tim's bitch, got my boots on. Got the X Cons in the Yukon. I don't steal bitch, I kill bitch. About to catch me a new charge. Same bitches try to call me. That's how I knew y'all was phony. I be putting in that work, taking in the church, cause I leave them holy. Will I smoke this bitch? Yes. Probably fail my piss test. Get rid of those fake breasts and put a vest on this bitch chest. Lunchtime, she fooled. I'm Troy Ave with that tool. Both hands on it like noon. Remy my, I'm a goon. City bed, I'm state time. I'm snatching wigs like waistlines. Crack a bitch with my cell phone. Really put her on FaceTime. That ghost right about the caller. That lifeline getting shorter. R.I.P. Biggie Smalls. Why the fuck they ain't war her? I was cooking in the kitchen. I was minding my business. Now I gotta get gangster. Cause these bitches is haters. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. <laughs> it's there you go. Okay. Yep. All right. 
I'm just saying, there's no way to walk back when you. I'm not talking about you, but I mentioned your name. I'm not talking about you, but I said your name out loud on the show, Nisha. I'm not talking about your cooking. It's good, but it could be better. But I'm not talking about Nisha's cooking specifically. I just said Nisha's name as an example of other people's bad cooking that I've never had. But Nisha cooking is, yeah. But I'm not talking about Nisha. It's not how this works. I never heard that before. And that's a, a fool's argument to try and say I wasn't talking about somebody after you say their name. She's she can't come out of this looking good any way it goes. This was the same argument that people used to have about Eminem, though. Like Eminem spent all that time talking about Everlast and about NSYNC and Limp Biscuit and all that, and never went up against the the rappers who were getting on him. Sounds like what people are saying about Nicki. I'm just putting that out there. You know, it's really like nothing. Like, oh, like who though? Who didn't M come for? M came for a lot of folks. Yeah. Who did he come for? Who did he come for? Let's see. He cannabis, came for Benzino. cannabis. He came for uh, Ja Rule. Yeah. yeah, came for Ja Rule too. When he came for those uh, two, he had like roots behind him, and honestly. Ja Rule hit so low below the belt. Yeah. Yeah. That I say he took M out. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say that any song where you end off your verse with M, you said your mother's a crack addict and Kim is a known slut. So what's Haley going to be when she grows up? That's a kill shot. And he had to come back with like six other people, but other than cannabis and Ja Rule and Benzino. No one else is who who's come at him though. I don't know. Really. I'm just saying. Everybody everybody seems like they're afraid to come for him. Even like name a nigga who's actually outperformed this nigga on the track. Like, he outperformed Jay. He outperformed Kendrick. He's outperformed Tight Nine. Tech nine. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying tech nine. Like, I perform no good team out there. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm just a, I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> Write me back. My name is Stan. Um, but seriously, she was out of pocket the whole way, and she's getting what she need to get. She's about to get got. There's no way she can win this. Period. Yeah, because and maybe that's why she's being I, quiet. Uh, okay. I hate to, I, I'm, I, I hate to keep harping on this, but this is another reason why people are so, so people are so fucking fickle and hypocritical. Just the other day, before Nikki, I mean, before Remy dropped this second this, and b- before she did what she did on Instagram, which she didn't expose Nikki. She got, she posted it was some shit where she obviously she was talking about it, but she. Dug, dug up a, an old picture that Nikki that's been on the internet for fucking ever um, back when Nikki was working with Gucci and shit on her mixtapes and shit, an underground pick like back when MySpace was still a thing and she said some kind of shit people were saying that was going too far 
but was just the other day, and I vividly remember this because I was side-eyeing the fuck out of shit. People were, viv- were literally saying it wouldn't be too far if Nikki brought up Remy having a miscarriage, but Remy does this and she's going too far. You motherfuckers just said it would be okay if Nikki, if she responded, it would be okay if she brought up Remy having a miscarriage, but Remy is the one that's going too far. Has it been mentioned recently that niggas ain't shit? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you right. I just, you know. I was making sure that that was put out there. The niggas ain't shit, and the opinions of most niggas ain't shit, and niggas is fickle ass shit, and niggas is gonna chase a big butt. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't even listen to Remy, dude. All I'm looking at is, did you see Nicki Minaj in that Anaconda video? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Don't know jack shit about hip hop, but Nicki Minaj is a better rapper because she's got an ass. Barely. I mean, you know, you know, cheeks spit. Subliminal bars, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> Stay woke. <laughs> Sorry, I, I tried. I know. <laughs> so it's alright. I've been I've been working on it all day long. <laughs> but it's, I'm I'm serious. It's like okay, this. I'm just sitting back and watching it as a fan of good rap battles. Right. But Nikki ain't gonna say nothing back. Mm. Uh, she can't. Like, it's literally... She nothing. might as well make this up. She, she might as well make it up. Exactly. Somebody said that. Somebody said, okay. somebody said that she's making it up and she ain't even responding yet. And I saw that on Twitter and I fucking died laughing at work. But yeah, like there, there's literally nothing she can say. Like she, she, I hate, I really hate to like agree with like get off my lawn Twitter because them niggas speaking of hypocrites, them niggas be annoying. But the one thing I will agree with is like Nikki, Remy can can has and will wrap circles around Nikki. Like she 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 can't see Remy lyrically like at all. Like and it's 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 not even a debate and it's not even close. Like she don't she there's nothing she can say because one for one and this was a lot of people's main argument is like, well R- Nikki had Nikki won because she sells and she got money. Okay. Alright. First of all Nikki isn't really respected in hip. Nope. Like as an MC, because well, she can't really fucking rap. She does bubblegum rap. That's how she like. If you want to keep it a buck and look who buys Nikki shit, white folks. MC Hammer. M- right, <laughs> hilarious. White folks buy Nikki shit. Just because people buy your shit does not mean it's not trash. Motherfuckers will buy any goddamn thing if they feel so inclined and if it makes them bop. Like, in the words of Chris Rock, if the beats are right, 
she will dance all night. And if you look at the demographic of who buys Nikki shit since she's done this whole crossover shit, it's white folks. So yeah, she sells, but is the are the quality of is the quality of her sales a reflective on her talent? And I don't think you can look at it with any objectivity and say that the sales war the sales warrant the talent that she has because as an MC she is not respected because she's not that fucking good at being an MC. She just makes she just, she has a hell of a marketing team that markets her to motherfuckers that will buy her shit and really don't know hip hop and really don't have an appreciation for what an MC is and what rapping is as an art form. She just packaged shit the motherfuckers to motherfuckers read white that will buy any goddamn thing. Like no. <laughs> no. Like there's lit like we're trying to say there's literally nothing Remy I mean that Nikki can do or say that can, can win, win her this. Like it's futile. She can't win this. The only suggestion we got for her is tap. Tap out. Like, tap out. Tap out. Just just apologize. Yes. <laughs> really. Really. It's, it's, it's gonna seem bad. But she's not catering to the black audience anyway. At this point in time, tap out and keep your pop style. Yeah. Well, well I think that's what she's trying to do without actually doing it though. She's that's why do she's it. just you know, she's at these fashion shows and she's here and she's there and she's I mean the problem though is that you know Remy struck a nerve because she's been going at everybody but Remy like you know Trey Song you know because yeah Trey Songs you know she I mean she hopped right in Trey Songs mentions like right there it was just like as it was going I mean obviously she's deleted the tweets now but it was like, you know, Remy said what she said on the track about her fucking Trey Songs. And then here's Trey Songs saying whatever he said on Twitter. Now he says that he now he said that he denied it on Instagram on video, but he didn't seem like he was as vehemently denying it on Twitter as he was on Instagram. So here comes Nikki saying you should have said you did you should have said it wasn't true. You know, after he's trying to say oh when motherfuckers trying to drag me into stuff even though I'm trying to stay out of stuff and it's just like whoa it's just like why aren't you clapping back at you know clap back at Remy and he you know, said, she's clapping he back. Said, in, 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 the, in the year of our Lord 2017 uh, verse verse uh, uh, verse 2 verse 2, 216 songs he said you need to be mad at Remy yes Or me? You need to be mad at Meek. That too. As somebody uh, once uh, told a, a, a gentleman in the neighborhood that I was growing up in, you mad at me, but you really need to check to the one who uh, you live with. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like if we are going to talk about Meek, I don't see how anybody works with him after this. Because <laughs> it's like, nigga, you can't be trusting. The fuck? Yeah, yeah. loose lips. <laughs> you can't be trusting. He's the problem. 
Yeah, like, I don't see how anybody can, like, work with him after this shit. Like, in all seriousness, like, you, you, nigga, you can't be trusted. Like, you, like, you, nigga, one, one, one bad collabo, one, you know, you don't get this verse or whatever, and you up here singing like a goddamn canary. Like, nigga, you, I can't trust you, nigga. Yep. I'm just saying, he should be ashamed of himself. Yeah, he should. Yeah, he, he. I mean, yeah, Nikki's gonna lose. This is like Ivan Drago going up against Rocky's son. But Meek Mill is the one providing the steroids. You know what, Rashawn? I see what you did there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, you know what, Ricky? Go ahead and uh. Give your shout outs, uh, pimp your shows, stuff like that. The floor is yours. Oh, shit. Um, well, actually, all of the shows that I do are on hiatus at the moment. But if you want to go back and listen to the previous episodes, um, you can go to auamovement.org and uh, just go to the, pod, the uh, podcast section. We have the AUA podcast. Um, the, I think the most recent episode we did was... Um, where we covered the logistics of reparations. Um, and then also we have the AUA Hope podcast, uh, which is our positive news and uplifting content podcast with myself and uh, my girlfriend, Sherelle. We co-host both shows. Um, then there's the uh, show Social Justice Bullies, which I co-host with William J. Jackson. And lastly, um, the Ferguson Response Network podcast, which I host with Leslie Mack. Shout out to all my co-hosts um, and friends, actually. I mean, <laughs> she was my girlfriend, of course. But, you know, aside from that, she's my best friend. Um, Leslie Mack, uh, amazing friend. And William is is a good friend too. So shout out to y'all. Um, shout out to you, Rashani. I appreciate you having me on. Um, I didn't have you on. Shante as well. Shante had you on. I was just here for the ride. Shante makes all the decisions on the show. Shante is a well, people then. person. Shante knows how to uh, get people on the show. Uh, when she wants him to come on, Shantae doesn't have to worry about things like uh, people saying that they had an aneurysm and they're going to miss the show or something like that. I saw the email, Chuck. Get well soon, buddy. He's my friend. He's my friend. But seriously, thanks for coming on. Jeremy, go ahead and give you shout outs. Um. Shout out to you, Rashani. Really, Shante. Shout out to uh, uh, shout out to Shante. That's right. Uh, shout out to Ricky. It was great meeting you, man. Uh, and I definitely will. Uh, He's going to talk about having you on the show, but not mean it. <laughs> Rashani, ladies and gentlemen, it's good meeting you, though. Uh, shout out to. Um, just shout out to Blackness. I think yes. we had a very 
um, Black as Hell um, Black History Month. Um, and Black History is every day, not just the month of February, but um, I think. But mostly in February. But mostly in February. Um, I think we had a very Black as Fuck um, month. Um, shout out to Moonlight um, for winning. Um, shout out to Fences. Shout out, shout out to all the great black mu- movies um, that won um, this year, last year. Um, um, except Birth of the Nation. Um, <laughs> that was that was my pity moment. Uh, uh, yeah, and- shout out to them hotel niggas who was like, "Why y'all getting on?" Uh, why ain't y'all getting on Casey Affleck for winning, but y'all got on Nate Parker? Kick, kick, kick. Yep, go for it. I'm not gonna go on a tangent, but I would. I will say this: it's not fair, and it's unreasonable to expect. Black women, black feminists to know every fight and cause and fight every fight and cause. If you care about the bar is so goddamn low for white men. If we, according to these Ankarite ass niggas, if we are supposed to be kings and you know, descendants of great pharaohs and leaders and shit. Why would you want us to stoop to the low level bar of white men? If we supposed to be this, that, and the damn third. If you want to clock the the behaviors and the tea on white men, you do that shit. You have a brain. You have a, a Twitter handle or whatever. You take up that fight and policing white men for their trash ass behavior. I really don't give a fuck what white men do. I'm more focused on black men getting us in fucking formation so we can stop doing fuck shit. White men gonna always do fuck shit. That's why the world is fucked up now. They have all the rest of us fucked up. I can't stop white men. What I can do is check my other fellow black men and stop getting us from doing fuck shit. So, if you care about white men fucking up, you police them. I'll be over here with other black people trying to get our asses together. That's all. Shante? Not to mention... Oh, Ricky's back. Like, on, on Nate Parker, like, this nigga made a handsome ass profit. Y'all know that, right? Like, it's yep. not like the movie bombed and he was, he's in debt. Like, the, the movie made a profit. So, yeah, he is just like Casey Affleck. It's just, he's the black version, you know, the, you're not gonna get as, quite as much version. That's, so, you complaining about the same bullshit that you always complaining about. Why can't I be as rapey and successful as Casey, as the white dude? Fuck out of here. Yeah, basically. Oh, and also a simple Google search will save you from these dumbass hot takes about well, why isn't there a boycott for this? A simple Google search will go and tell you that a lot of white people do not fuck with these motherfuckers. The problem is because of the way this country is set up, unless they literally go to jail, 
little or little to nothing will happen to them where they won't be able to flourish. That's just how fucked up this this country is. How much little we give a fuck about crimes that are committed against women, children, and sometimes other men. So be mad at the system instead of being mad at black black people, black women who have the 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 unmitigated gall to not fuck with these rapey ass, sexist ass, misogynistic ass black men. Do do your do your own work. Stop demanding free labor for motherfuckers and then get mad when they don't do the work that you want them to do. Shantae? Uh, yeah, I, I second what Jeremy says. And also, man, just shout out to everybody that's listening, everybody that's sharing. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about it, but. Uh, you know, not really a shout out, but it, it sucks for those HBCU presidents that felt like they got played by Donald Trump. You know, thinking they was going to get some money for the uh, for the HBCUs and really didn't get anything. They got an executive order that really isn't going to fix or help anything. And I think what this made me think of is a uh, maybe we need to start accepting that people that we need to we need to accept that some people are not playing by the rules that we think they are and we need to adjust that you know we can't go into things thinking everything is gonna like this person isn't going to be who we think they're going to be this maybe this person is going to get some act right and do the right thing or come close or so it's just like nah the rules have changed things are different and we need to maybe not be as nice. Maybe going back to what Jeremy says, tell some motherfuckers no. And because yeah. Yeah. it's just like it's not because saying yes isn't working or it doesn't seem like it anyway. And it sucks because I know once people were talking about it on Twitter, they were letting people know that look, in any other situation, they would have to speak to somebody in the government to get money because that's where, you know, a lot of the kids who go to those schools need those Pell Grants, need those loans. They need that federal money. It's just that this is the last person to be giving that kind of stuff. It's just that's not that's not his MO. So... Like, it just it 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 sucks. It had to play out the way it played out because they, while it looked fucked up, because he's come off, you know, because he's been racist and sucky and all this different kind of stuff, and it comes off as them selling out. They're doing what they would have had to do anyway, regardless of whoever was in, uh, in the position. And now it just looks, it's just worse because there's really nothing to indicate that he would have been receptive to what they wanted anyway. There's really nothing to, it's just they hoped and it didn't play out, Uh, you know, but that was just my hot take. Yeah, it 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 sucks because it, it's not the same as like when Kanye and Steve Harvey went because they they went to Coon. You know what I mean? Like they 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 went to Coon. These presidents didn't go, and you know it it sucks because 
they did what they always do, which is go, you know, get this money or try to get this money and, you know, sign this this ordinance that I think every president has to do since they came up with it, you know, to say that they will pledge to help out HBCUs and it sucks. But and like I, I understand that, you know, maybe they didn't have a choice and, you know, they did they didn't go there to Coon and they still got played and it sucks and I'm open to to I'm open to the critique that maybe I'm ignorant to how it works and maybe and that they didn't have a choice. I'm open to that critique, but I just feel like sometimes maybe I'm wrong in feeling this but this is what I feel is that sometimes you just gotta say no like is I'm sorry but I just I just feel like sometimes you gotta say no sometimes some you, you can't be Morgan from the walking dead sometimes you you sometimes you you gotta be you just gotta say no sometimes dog and that, that's all I got um, before I do my shout outs, uh, I posted up on Facebook earlier today that, uh, that we were taking questions for the upcoming episode and, um, that I would ask the questions as they were asked to me. And, um, we have a question from, uh, one German Stokely. Asking why is his head so big? <laughs> this nigga here. <laughs> this nigga here. I know you gonna listen to this later. I'm gonna fuck you up later. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, nigga. I can't believe you. I cannot believe you jumped on just to ask that. Man, fuck you, nigga. You lucky I don't say more things that I could say but I'm not going to embarrass you right now. I'll just wait until you get on the show. Fuck you, nigga. I can't hate you. <laughs> but Shante, I'm supposed to tell you that's not a real answer. He asked a real <laughs> question. Why is your head so big? Nigga, because we got the same daddy. That's why. Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember when Devin came out and I was oh, the only thing I could say over and over again was it's ruined. <laughs> it's ruined. <laughs> It's ruined. Oh Lord. Um That's some powerful nigga truth right there. Man, I I've already pledged not to get in the middle of that uh sibling robbery right there. Um Trade deadline already happened, happened a while back, and the kings are still stupid. But you know what's funny about it? The kings are still stupid and white folks are defending them. The Kings traded away an all-star for somebody who wasn't an all-star and a bunch of picks that they're not going to be able to take care of because they're not all-stars. And the one thing the white folks said to a man was, well, if DeMarcus's attitude wasn't so bad and he smiled a little bit more, we'd still want him around. But his attitude was horrible. So that completely negates the 28 points and 10 rebounds that he left behind. The, the void that is no longer able to where? be filled. Where? Um, is where? that going to show up on the scoreboard? What? 
the 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 smiles is that going to show up on a scoreboard? No, no, no. But it it, it makes them feel <laughs> three better points for he, smiling because he never smiled at them. He never showed his teeth. Show your big pearly points buddy. for smiling, and and to a man and a lady, both genders were saying this. We would have liked him a lot more if he just reached out and made us feel like we're a part of the team. You're not a part of the team. You know what DeMarcus Cousins did in Sacramento? Let me tell you a little story about what DeMarcus did while he was in Sacramento. There was a gentleman that unfortunately lost his life in a drive-by shooting at Grant High School. Innocent bystander, football player, was supposed to be going and playing in college. He was a really good ball player. Del Paso Heights is one of the uh, more lower-income neighborhoods in Sacramento. Usually when somebody dies in these neighborhoods, we do one of two things. We either do a car wash or we sell food. DeMarcus Cousins went out and he paid for this young man's funeral. Everything, every single thing was taken care of by DeMarcus. That's what he does. DeMarcus Cousins takes uh, kids from lower-income neighborhoods and takes them on shopping sprees for Christmas and buys them Christmas presents. That's what he did. That's what he does. DeMarcus Cousins put on basketball clinics for kids who couldn't afford it. DeMarcus Cousins gave out food for kids who couldn't afford it. DeMarcus Cousins worked with one of my homies to get a basketball clinic out in neighborhoods where they would have never been able to afford my homie to come out there and see them. Gave away clothes. He needed to smile. And he didn't smile enough, so they wanted to get rid of him. Smiles are important, okay? How would you feel if every time you turned around, somebody was telling you to smile? White folks literally did to DeMarcus Cousins what black men do to black women every fucking day. said he had a resting bitch face and they couldn't get past it so they needed to get him out of their face said he had a horrible attitude because he wouldn't smile the one time that i saw him look up against somebody was when the reporter actually went out of their way to mention his uh to mention demarcus cousin's brother in his article in a in a less than uh positive light hell i would have done the same thing but to hear the folks out here say demarcus cousins is the cancer because he doesn't smile demarcus cousins is the issue because he wouldn't smile we're better off because we just gave an all-star to a team with an all-star so that we could get back somebody who prior to that was only really known for punching our all-star in the balls this is why you're suck kings that's why Sacramento, the Sacramento Kings will never, ever work. Because they take the ones who want to be here and they jettison them. And they go elsewhere and they do excellent. If you want numbers, Hassan Whiteside. If you want points, Isaiah Thomas. And now, oh, and don't forget Gerald Wallace. I didn't. And now DeMarcus Cousins. And what do we get back? Buddy Healed. 
who's grinning his ass off to the press because he knows what he has to do in order to stay here in the big house. Fuck you, Sacramento. You irritate the shit out of me sometimes. 916-572-9016. Single simulcast at gmail.com. Leave a review on iTunes and on Stitcher. Uh, we appreciate them. Um, let me see. Thank you to Silverback Surf for checking out the previous show. Um, it it really means a lot to us. Um, and I will be sending uh, Shantae some church's chicken so then she could actually taste uh, happiness and magic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this single simulcast, uh, your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. And uh, this episode 236, we out. Be good. Peace. To the store for the rose, talking straightforward to hoes. Got uncles that smoking, some put blow up their nose to cope with their lows. But when it's cold and it blows, in they socks and they soles, niggas holding their rose. Corners leave souls open to close, hoping for more, but nowhere to go. Niggas rolling in droves, they shoot the wrong way, cause they ain't knowing they goes. The streets ain't safe, cause they ain't knowing the cold. By the foes, I was told, either focus or fold. Got cousins with clothes, hope they open some doors So we can not close and roll in the rolls Now I roll in the O's with windows that don't roll Down the roads with cars get broken and stole These are the stories told by Stony and Cottage Grove The world is cold, the block is hot as a stove On the corners I wish I could give this feeling I wish I could give this feeling
niggas burn to live, the furnaces, where the money move and the determined live. We talk shit, play lotto, and buy German beers. It's so black, packed with action, that's affirmative. The corner. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling.
Simulcast.